1: Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in Northwest Pennsylvania. Broadcast live every each and every weeknight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network, also on BTR, that's Blog Talk Radio, and of course, YouTube Live. Just do, do us a favor. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. Do that. It doesn't matter if you regularly listen to us via um, Global Star or Blog Talk Radio it, it matters not uh, the subscriptions help us it elevates us in search results it doesn't uh, uh, push us into the bin of obscurity or censorship as it is also visit our websites HagmanReport.com Hagman and Hagman.com for the video and um uh, Resurrecting Homeland for purely investigative reasons. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Thank you so much for your belief and your trust in us. I'd l- encourage everyone, everyone out there, please support our sponsors. That includes HealthMasters.com, HealthMasters.com, and um, all of our sponsors portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you by whole tones it's wholetoneslive.com let me say it one more time wholetoneslive.com you heard Michael Terrell on the other night <laughs> what a fantastic uh, and if you interview. missed it
2: he was on Wednesday yeah. in the third hour yeah and um he's been a, a sponsor of ours before and uh, we have
1: a lot of audience members who have used whole tones and uh, have nothing but good things to say let me tell you something a bottle of multiple ultimate multiples from healthmasters some whole tones on the 8-track and stereo. A little Jackson Brown reference there. Uh, never mind. Uh, no, some whole tones, uh, DVDs, Ultimate Multiples and Vitamin B and some purple sticks from Health Masters, and you're good to go. I got a purple stick right now. All right. There we go. And
2: we have Dr. Ted. Dr. Ted Brewer is... a uh Uh, radio show host here on global star radio network his website is healthmasters.com and um, for ted show you can hear it right here on global star radio network right after our show and he also has uh, the 24-hour listen line on his website and we're going to be talking about a number of issues tonight ted welcome back to the show
3: hey joe hey Doug. good to have you <laughs> you tell <them> the host. <laughs> I was interviewing you for my show, guys. Sorry. Good to be back with you both. In fact, I need to get you back on my show. And uh, it's so nice to be with you and just be able to help your audience. And tonight we're going to talk about detoxification for the first few minutes. And I'm going to explain to you why in just a few moments because the globalists are on a full blown, let's see how many people we can kill on the planet as quickly as possible with what they're doing with the chemtrails with the GMO foods, with the statin drugs, and this list goes on and on with the immunizations, all of it. And so we're going to talk about detoxing the liver real quick. And if you occasionally have alcohol to drink or if you drink alcohol on a regular basis, you need to really pay attention on this one because this is a big deal because a lot of people are having liver damage and liver problems. And when you start having liver problems, as you'll soon find out, it creates problems with everything in your body and your ability to produce proteins and your body's ability to reheal itself and for your body's immune system to work properly. The livers are a really, really important organ. It contains both a hepatic artery flow and it also contains a portal vein. It's supplied both with a vein, venous flow and an arterial flow. For you guys who don't know what that means, that means the heart kind of pumps blood directly from it or to it and also with the... Venous follow. There's a big bunch of veins around your digestive tract, which pump this directly into the liver for the liver to start manufacturing amino acids and proteins and sugars and all kinds of other things that it does for the body. Then also it produces bile for the stomach to neutralize the acidity coming out of the stomach and to digest fats, and that's stored in the gallbladder, goes into the common bile duct, and basically is essential for proper Digestion of nutrients, especially fat soluble nutrients. And the liver is kind of like a manufacturing center for the body that has to be maintained. And the problem is because of all the poisons and all the chemicals and all the stuff they're putting into our diet, Joe and Doug, a lot of people are having a lot of liver problems. It also has a lot of problems. You try to put alcohol through it on a regular basis. When you put Tylenol in it ever, it has problems. And when you use statin drugs, It can promote liver failure. So if you're doing any of these things, smoking, drinking, eating junk food, putting poisons in your body, eating GMO foods, any of this stuff, you need to realize how dangerous that is for your liver. And you know, and ladies, you need to listen to me just a second, please. It's much, much more dangerous for women to drink alcohol than it is for men. Men can process alcohol much more efficiently through their livers than women can, and just an occasional drink with a woman can actually massively increase the risks of liver damage, especially if you're doing it every single day. So ladies, be really, really careful with alcohol. Men, be careful with alcohol. Be careful with cigarettes and all of these junk foods, because if you don't, your liver is gonna pay the price. In fact, right now with Health Masters on the show tonight, I wanna cover that first because I've got so much health information to cover. We have our Health Masters Liver Support, which is a product that is specifically designed to help rebuild the liver. The liver has two lobes, and actually, if you cut out a big chunk of the liver, it'll grow back. The liver will self-heal. It's the only organ in the body that's so important that God gave it the ability to regenerate. And then we have another product called GHI Cleanse. I wish we were on Skype tonight. I'll show it to you. And this is specifically designed. G stands for the gastrointestinal system. H is for the hepatic system, which is for the liver. And I is for inflammation. And these two products kind of do a knockout punch on all of these toxins that you're putting into your body on a regular basis, even invariably, even in, in, indirectly, because you're not even trying to, just from the stuff that we're breathing. And it's so important, and there's a, there's a coupon code on that, Doug, it's gonna be DOUG10. It's 10% off on either one of these products. DOUG10 for the sh- listeners tonight. But I want to share that with you first, because I've been, I've been, well, I've been doing a bunch of research on the liver today. And I know I knew a lot about the liver, because gosh, I took it in physiology, I learned what it did. But you know it's interesting to me because now you can go online and you can watch how the liver functions on YouTube and they actually have very good interactive graphs that work that can show you how it works and why it's so critically important when we were in college 40 years ago we didn't have that we had textbook photographs the guys would draw stuff out on the board or they have an anatomy chart and that's what we used to always use so it's very easy to learn what anatomy can do and how it works now if you're interested in the liver but guys listen to me it's so important because without the liver you can't stabilize your blood sugar you can't have a healthy immune system And when you take cholesterol-lowering drugs, it directly affects the liver because the majority of the cholesterol that is made by the body is made by the liver, and the cholesterol is very important as a lubricant in the blood to keep the blood flowing properly. This whole thing with the LDL cholesterol and the HDL cholesterol and all that nonsense about what's causing artery disease is simply not true in most cases unless you have really excessively high levels of cholesterol. And studies have now proven that the higher the lower, excuse me, the lower your levels of cholesterols go, especially when they go under 200, the higher the risks you have of coming down with cancer. And the lower you go, it gets higher and higher to the point of coming down with cancer. So, guys, it's important to keep a good, healthy cholesterol. Check with your doctor. I personally believe between 200 and 250 is a good, healthy one. Even 250 to 300, but you got to, keep it you can correct that through diet. Over 300, you need to take a good close look at it and start changing your diet and your lifestyle. But, guys, be really, really careful letting your cholesterol go under 200 because you can't produce sufficient quantities of fat to be utilized by the liver. You can't produce enough testosterone in your body. So it's a big, big problem with guys who lower their cholesterol underneath 200. What do you guys think, Joe?
1: Uh, so, we got testosterone run- just coursing through our veins right now. <laughs> yeah, I've been taking the, uh, uh, the cortisol buster
2: for um, at least three weeks and uh i've i've adjusted my diet i'm I'm trying to uh intake much less calories and um you know working out trying to 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 walk and uh, do more weight lifting and whatnot and uh I do feel better already, and we'll see if um you know what results we get well-
1: yeah he's been doing that and that's good but let me ask you this uh, about this detoxification are we talking about people who are drinking let's just let's say we got people who are uh, long time drinkers uh, long time drug takers whatever um or is I this, it's
2: I syst- I don't know if he's talking about it, the drugs, but I think it's a just a uh, health detoxification for
1: your. For is your this? Yeah, this isn't.
2: Well, like
3: you, a, know, well you know, you well, you know, you have all kinds of liver disease. You have cirrhosis of the liver. You have hepatic liver disease. I mean, you have drug-induced liver disease. You have alcohol-induced liver disease. All of these things are bad because the liver is such an important organ. I mean, good lord! I mean, if, if you don't have your liver working right, you're just not going to be healthy. You're not going to have any energy. You're going to get jaundice. You're going to start getting spots on your hands. You're going to start getting spots on your face. Uh, that's why they're called liver spots, because the liver simply can't detoxify your system the way it needs to. I know when I started taking the liver support, I was getting a few of these little spots on my hands. You know, I'm 61 years old, so I'll be covered in these spots, right? And I don't, hardly, I don't have any anymore. And I was getting them on my hands, and I started using the liver support. And I'm telling you guys, within a few weeks, those spots, the spots, we call them age spots, liver spots, whatever you want to call them, are completely disappeared. I don't have any anymore. So that that liver support product is amazing. It's like it's like I think it's on it's like thirty dollars on sale for like ten percent off. So it's it's like twenty five bucks, twenty six bucks for the liver support. I mean, it's a great product to try. And as always with any of my products when we're on the Hagman Show, if you guys try it for a month and you say, well, my spots haven't disappeared or they're not as, they're not gone, uh, just send it back. You know, we'll refund your money. That's all I can do with you guys. I mean, all I know is what it did for me. And we have the same type of testimonials from so many different people as far as what it's done to their liver spots on their hands. I had a couple spots on my face. Uh, from all the sun that I used to get, sunspots, liver spots, whatever you want to call them, they're fading out. They're almost completely gone now. When I started using the liver support, so it's a really good product. And of course, the GHI cleanse—that's a pea rice protein isolate again. It's a phenomenal product. It's got over, probably over 50 nutrients in it, and it's one of the best things you can do for inflammation. We're going to talk about autoimmune diseases tonight too, like rheumatoid arthritis and Hashimoto's. We got a whole bunch of different things we're going to talk about tonight. It's going to be a really interesting show. And then at eight o'clock. Sharon's coming on, and she's going to talk about the top 10, actually the 12 dirty dozen additives and foods that you never put in your body, and she's going to talk to you about how you can keep a clean liver and have beautiful skin, so you guys are going to love the show. She'll be on for about 30 minutes at the top of the hour, the next hour, and have a blast. You guys, we have so many emails and call-ins and questions at the office when Sharon's on. It's amazing. You know, people love Sharon because she's real. She's very easy to talk to, and I've been married to her for 33 years, and she practices what she preaches. I remember a few years ago, it wasn't a few years ago, gosh, anymore, it's been 20 years ago, we were up in uh, Portland, Portland, Maine, and I remember we were doing, we were walking, I was working for a company that was booking talk shows for me. They were called Talk America at that time. Uh, They're since long gone. Unless they've been reorganized under another name or somebody else picked up that banner, but this is back in the nineties. And I'll never forget this. We flew up there to see these guys. And we were they took us to a a restaurant for lunch, and it was a seafood restaurant. And they had their specialty was like clam chowder with all these different seafoods and shellfish in it. And I remember they wanted me to use it and to eat this food. And I told them, I said, I don't eat shellfish. And they said, oh, you're kidding, aren't you? And I said, no, I'm not. I said, you know I talk about the top ten foods never to eat. You know I don't eat shellfish. Or you know I tell people not to eat shellfish. They said, well, we didn't know if you really practiced that or not. I said, of course I practice that. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm going to tell somebody to do something. I'm not going to you know, not to do it. I'm not going to do it. And so this is funny, Doug and Joe. You guys are going to love this. So in the middle of the lunch, I had to get up and go to the bathroom. When I went to go to the bathroom, They shoved like a a bowl of this soup in front of Sharon and said, you gotta try this Sharon, you gotta try it. Ted's gone now, you could try this clam chowder. And she looked at them and she goes, are you kidding me? I don't eat shellfish. <laughs> she goes, we don't eat shellfish. And they said, but it's okay. Ted's gone now. You can go ahead and try. She goes, you don't understand. I actually eat cleaner than Ted does. And she did. And she still does. She's, so, I'm pretty clean out too though. But back then I would be so careful. I would never eat pork. I'd never eat shellfish. But every once in a while I'd eat something I probably shouldn't eat, probably something a little too sweet. And, but she'd never do that. She's very, very clean on her diet. That's why, she, good Lord, she's, you know, she's 60 years old and she looks like she's 40. So it's amazing to me that she has the energy energy that she has, that we both have such good energy, and it's because of the liver. You've got to keep that liver clean. And also our our Aqua Trace is on sale right now, too. That's that trace mineral supplement. Sharon uses that every single day. And I use it it also, but not every single day. And we put it in our water to make sure we get trace minerals back in the water again. But Sharon loves that stuff. She uses it every single day. So, you know, we've got to know – people have got to know Doug and Joe – that we practice what we preach, and Joe, you remember this? You remember that time when we went to the restaurant in Orlando, and they couldn't give us food; either with pork or shellfish, in that one restaurant's all they had. And we went to another restaurant. I ordered a Reuben sandwich because they didn't have any sodium nitrite in the roast beef. Remember that?
2: Absolutely. We walked into the first restaurant and
3: <laughs> walked before out. the
2: waiter sat us down. You asked about the the nitrates in the in the meat, and they uh, they gave you an answer and. and we turned around and he said, "Let's go." We went to yeah.
1: um, the other restaurant.
3: So, just in case you guys think this is all for show with me, it's not. I really practice what I preach. In fact, but did you really
1: have to smack the mater D? That's that's <laughs> my question. not
0: have
3: to smack him, but I, I, but I was I was excited about I was excited about being on with you guys because my weight I got my weight down where it needs to. We're doing another. Uh, uh, another cover for a book tomorrow, and so uh, I'm looking pretty lean right now, so I, I, was, I was ashamed I'm not going to be on Skype. I'm going to keep my weight down, though. I like I like being this body fat percentage. I really like you know having my fat down a little bit lower, especially at 61 years of age now. It's just I don't need to be that heavy anymore, and quite frankly, when you start getting a lot of fat around your midsection, which I didn't have a lot of it, it just it makes you feel kind of uncomfortable, and I don't like doing that. But anyhow, so this week, though, we, on my show, we had a pastor come on, Wednesday, and you guys can listen to it on the archives if you'd like, if you go to healthmasters.com website. And he talked about the satanic cabal that is running pretty much the planet, uh, you know, through the Kabbalah, these Satanists that are actually using the Kabbalah to try to resurrect the serpent God. And I wanted to share this a little bit with you guys. You can listen to the show if you'd like on Wednesday, because he really went into detail in the Old Testament and the New Testament and who these guys were and what God said about them in the Bible. Now remember, we're not just talking about any particular religion here, any particular faith. We're talking about Luciferism. You know, we're talking about Luciferianism. We're talking about you know Satanism. You know, and this is systemic through everything. I remember years ago, I had a guest on my when I was sub-hosting for the Power Hour, Doug, and we had. A, I'm not going to mention the guy's name because he did a good job for me and everything else, but he was trying to blame one particular type of religion for who was having all the problems on the planet. I told him it was not true. I said, "What we have here is we've got Catholics." that are unbelievably perverted. We've got Christians who claim to be Christians and they're not. Uh, We've got these we've got we've got Muslims who are bad who do horrible things. We have Jewish people who are bad who do horrible things. I mean, you've got to look at the Bushes and the Clintons. There's nobody in generalized terms that are doing these things by themselves. It's a systemic problem. You know, when we had Robert David Steele on a few weeks ago, he said that if you had any idea how systemic this is throughout the entire government structure in the hierarchy, it would shock you. And that's what's going on, because we have to understand something. This Kabbalah stuff that these Hollywood people like Madonna practice, this is all Satanism with the worshipping of fallen angels and trying to resurrect the serpent god and bring him up from the pit. I mean, this is a real big mess that we have found ourselves into, and we have to realize that it's systemic throughout our entire society that they're using the... You know, the Bank of England, they're using the Vatican, they're using Washington DC as their, as their format, so to speak, to bring hell on earth. And one of the things they're doing, this is why I want to talk about the liver, is they're doing everything they possibly can to poison us. And so it's so important to remember this, that we don't want to be poisoned. Like right now, the CDC has issued an alert. I'm going to read this to you right quick because I don't normally do this, but I want to do this because this could be another one of these false flags or it could be real information. But I, but it's so important that we have to talk about this one today, and I wanted to do it at the beginning of the show. And again, you've got to keep your immune systems strong. There's been a breakout in Tennessee of H7N9. Yep. Avian flu. Now, yeah, I want and, to ask you about that. Thank oh, you. this is yeah. bad, Doug. I mean, this could this 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 is one of those. This is one of those okay. bad things. and you know, this I'm reading to you right from Wikipedia. The H7N9 is a bird flu strain of the species of the flu, and the problem with it, it has a almost 40 percent death rate associated with human beings. I mean, it says right here, the cumulative total of laboratory-confirmed cases since the first epidemic is 1,223, and about 40% of these people have died. So the World Health Organization has identified H7N9 as an unusually dangerous virus for humans. But remember, guys, we know that the boys at Fort Detrick have moved offshore and a lot of their research they've done with these bioweapons. We don't know what these guys are planning. We don't know what what they're trying to do. All we know is this. We've got a lot of people out there that are really concerned about this particular one because the sad part about it is if we don't make ourselves aware of it, it's not going to get any better. Remember what First Thessalonians 5.3 says. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. It goes on to say that's out of the NIV. In the English Standard Bible it says while people are saying there is peace and security then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. So you get the idea. The reality is this. These Satanists that are running the planet with their pedophilia and who were exposed so clearly with the Podesta emails, with the soul cooking and all the other things they were involved in as part of their worship ceremonies to feed these interdimensional demons that they apparently are trying to strengthen – these guys really don't look at you and me, Doug or Joe, as human beings. They see us as animals, and everything they can do, they try to do to destroy us and to reduce us. They're trying their best to reduce us on the population of the planet, et cetera, et cetera. That's why we can't even be told in the United States, which is crazy to me, they refuse to labor, label, label genetically modified o origins or GMOs. They won't let us know what we're putting into our bodies. And so we have to understand that we have to be vigilant and we have to stand against this. We have to be taking stuff for our immune system. We have to be taking vitamin D3. We'll talk about that in just a minute. We have to be talking, we have to be taking potassium iodine every day, at least 12.5 milligrams. We've got to be making, taking D3, but you got to take D3 with K2 if you're doing it in high dosing. So it prevents arterial calcification. Plus you've got to be taking vitamin C every single day. And those are the ones that you use for your immune system because it's so critical that if they're going to release this, bird flu epidemic on us and the boys at Fort Detrick decided they're going to do something that we've got to be careful because they're really talking about it now up in Tennessee and it could spread very, very quickly. What do you guys think?
2: Well, I remember in, um, it was either 2014 or 2015, they had to kill 50 million or more um, birds, chickens and, and others because of the, the same issue and I know that there had been some uh, Some of the Tyson chicken plants specifically have been dealing with this for over a few weeks now.
3: That's right. And
2: this is always a cause for concern. Uh, We're going to have to keep our eye on it.
3: Well, no, the USDA has issued an update. I mean this is on the, this is on the government's website the United States Department of Agriculture. This is not uh, if it hadn't been on this update on the on the government thing I wouldn't even have brought this up tonight because I don't I'm not about fear. I don't because we're we have a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind because we're in Christ Jesus. I'm not about a spirit of fear. But we got to be aware of what's going on. The US Department of Agriculture has issued an update on the highly pathogenic avian influenza that's in Tennessee right now. You know, Ted,
1: this, and I'm sorry, just to back up uh, to what you said, I do believe this is engineered, right? I mean, is that what you're thinking?
3: Oh, absolutely! I mean, you got you got to think about this, guys. I mean, the boys at Fort Detrick. Remember back in nineteen—I think it was back in nineteen eighty-nine. I remember Francis Boyle from Harvard helped to to pen the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act of nineteen eighty-nine, and they made it illegal, supposedly, which I don't believe. Everything's supposed to be—I don't believe any of that, by the way. It's all a bunch of jargon. You know, they started, but they moved a bunch of labs into Africa, and then they started working on Ebola and a bunch of other stuff over there. They did it in, in Guyana are uh, in Guinea. they did it in Liberia, they did it in Sierra Leone, and in And they have—you know—this is a biosafety level forces facility over here. This—this mean, this is the whole biological weapons warfare work through the CDC through Tulane. They've been there since 1988. I mean, this is what they're doing—they're working on—you know—killing people with these germs. I mean, look at look at what happened with Ebola a few years ago. You know, it appeared to have been genetically modified and be airborne to some extent. And the craziest thing is that Sierra Leone had enough of it, and they, they shut down the Camanak and laboratory. Now they may have reopened it, and they accused this laboratory of being a front for the CIA through the USAID, which is the United United States Agency for International Development. You know, under the supervision of Tulane, and they accuse it being a front for the CIA, which I'm sure it is and basically being controlled out of Fort Detrick. So these boys who get involved in this weapons research, uh, these guys are playing for blood. They're trying to see how many people they can kill. These are biological organisms that they're basically altering and changing to try to kill human beings with it. And I personally believe that this avian flu is so toxic and so bad. I mean, this is the bad one that we've been talking about that we hope never gets here. And now it's here, and it's in Tennessee. So we need to really be praying, and binding this stuff, you know, let's let's pray right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, these guys can do whatever they want to do, but we have power through prayer, power through your word, and you can do anything you want to do, Father, because all things are possible through you. Father, I bind this stuff right now that doesn't get a foothold, that doesn't start spreading, and it stays isolated, and they can get it under control. Right now, Father, I believe that in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And see, we have to understand that we have authority in prayer to control this stuff, but we have to be aware of it to pray for it. And that's why I want you guys to agree with me on that, because this could be a bad one. Because you know, 40 percent mortality rates, that take a big chunk of the population of the planet down very, very quick. By the way, scientists have now. Go ahead,
2: Ted. If I can jump in here, um, we just got. We have about a minute, minute and a half before the break. Uh but from your medical expertise, wouldn't there be a much quicker way to release a um a bioweapon weapon, other well, than even
3: yeah, nerve gas. I mean they don't have they don't have to use bioweapons. They could just do what they did, you know, to the Kurds when they when they did that beta test on that over Iraq. They could just fly over the house, you know, with their, whatever they wanted to it, a couple hundred feet and just middle of the night release sarin nerve gas or even the middle of the day nobody no, nobody could do anything about it because you'd be dead so fast I mean so they could do that but I don't maybe but, but you know think about this too you know also guys maybe this is kind of a genetics test maybe this is a genetics test to see who the strong people are and let them survive and let them continue to reproduce on the planet you know, to make them better, to make better slaves out of those people. See what they can do from a DNA standpoint. All of this stuff is DNA testing. Remember, what we are, and this is so important, we're just basically a step up transformer through our DNA. An interdimensional interface, so to speak, to God and to His dimension. I mean, we're a spiritual being experiencing a physical existence in the skin suit we're in. We're so much more than what we realize that we are because we're literally created in the image of God according to the book of Genesis. And we have to understand what and who we are. You know, we're not... This is why these demons, these these interdimensional entities, these fallen angels, whatever you want to call them, that's why they hate us so much because, you know, God chose us as that vessel. You're absolutely right.
2: Ted, we're up against the top. We're up against the break. Um, We'll pick up right here when we come back, folks. You're listening to Dr. Ted Brewer on this edition of the Hackman Report. Don't go anywhere.
4: Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned.
5: We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. Kirkus Review states, Readers of end times fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Week Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book one Precipice, book two Pentecost, and book three Penance.
1: flu Uh, keep an eye on that that's what we were talking about right before the break Uh, Dr. Ted Brower healthmasters.com he's our guest Um, tremendous products by the way Uh, we live with them probably could not live well without them I would urge everyone to go to healthmasters.com using the coupon code Doug10 shop for liver support as well as GHI cleanse before we get back to Dr. Brower I want to mention that again? We had Mike uh, Michael Terrell last Wednesday. Yeah, folks, go back and listen to that uh, hour. Holy cow! But I want to say this: that music, one of life's greatest pleasures, has tremendous power. It's got the power to bring a tear to the eye, or or quiet the racing mind. Music has also the power to heal, and has been used through the ages to treat things like depression, create energy, induce sleep, relieve chronic pain, reduce stress and even cure diseases. That's right. And now musician and author Michael Terrell has created Whole Tones, the healing frequency music projects. These frequencies were studied in the music of King David and believed to have an astounding healing effect. Now you can benefit from this revitalized ancient healing music therapy simply by listening daily to this music in the comfort of your own home, your car, your office, wherever you might be at. Folks, it's a new year moving quickly but but reward yourself with the gift of healing and transformation don't miss this opportunity to get an absolutely free sample that's right free sample of this music so that you can bring benefit uh bring bring benefiting right away support this show go to wholetones.com dot com actually wholetoneslive.com dot com that's wholetoneslive.com and get a free sample of these soothing relaxing revitalizing musical tones go to the url wholetoneslive.com today for your free sample. That is W-H-O-L-E-T-O-N-E-S live L-I-V-E, all smushed together .com, wholetoneslive.com Dr. Ted Brower is our guest. And uh, just a
2: quick note before we get right back with Dr. Ted, this Sunday uh, both my dad and I will be hosting Dave Hodges' The Common Sense Show from 8 to 11 right here on Global Star Radio Network and we got a, a great show lined up for you so don't forget Again, Sunday we will be guest hosting the Common Sense Show. Ted, let's get right back into it.
3: Oh, real quick, the toll tone stuff from a the theoretical standpoint really is a great product, and here's why. Uh, you know, the Nazis actually changed you know different different frequencies that we have in the music. I guess he you may, you may have covered this, and it creates agitation in human beings. Because remember, our body is fine tuned when we become a Christian when we accept Jesus Christ and His. Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes within us and it re-changes our frequency. It lines us up with God's frequency. It's like taking a tuning fork with a B flat and taking another tuning fork with a B flat and you tap them together and it's perfect harmony. That's what God wants with us. He wants to be in harmony with us. He wants to be synchronistic with us. He wants to have synchronicity. And if you don't have that, what happens is this. It's like having a B-flat and an F-sharp. If you tap one, tap the other, you start getting a wah-wah-wah-wah sound because you're not in frequency or in sync. That's why when you have things like whole tones, when you deal with the actual correct frequency of music, it's a lot healthier for you to listen to that. I mean, it really is. I'm not endorsing that product but they're one of Doug's sponsors and so if they're one of Doug's sponsors they're supporting the show and so you guys should at least give them a try and see how it works because I would love to try some of that stuff myself and listen to it because I'm a big promoter of music. I love music especially the easy listening music that's really good and builds your spirit. By the way scientists are now pinpointing how vitamin D may help clear amyloid plaques found in Alzheimer's. Now, what's interesting about this is a team of academic researchers has identified that the intracellular mechanisms, Doug, regulated by D3 may actually help clear the brain of amyloid beta, the main component of plaques associated with Alzheimer's disease. Now, what's also interesting about this, remember, When you don't have sufficient, if you have if you have nagalase in your system, you you basically strip off the macrophages and they can't use D three from an immune system standpoint. We did a show on that a few years ago with you, and that's one of the causes I believe. And Dr. Gonzalez thought the same thing of autism. Now, what's interesting about all of this stuff? This is a neurological disease, this Alzheimer's, and now we're starting to see that vitamin D is playing a critical role in keeping the brain clear. The other day, we tried to send some of our vitamin D over to Germany. And for all of our German listeners tonight, you know, it's very difficult to do that because our vitamin D is 10,000 IUs along with K2, which is very important you put the K2 at that high of a dosing because you only have to take like, like three of them a week. But what ends up happening is the German government, the European Union, once again seized our shipment of vitamin D, saying that it was not allowable through the European Union. Now, what's crazy about all of this is, Doug, It's an essential nutrient. Your body has to have it. So why are they trying to restrict the amount of vitamin D that we're allowed to take? Why are they telling us that certain nutrients can't be used in Europe? We saw the same thing happen with our prostate support for men, which keeps guys from having to get up in the middle of the night and use the bathroom. I mean, they don't want us to bring that product into Europe or into Germany either. Because why? Because the globalists are being run by these cabalists who are trying to destroy the planet, turn everything upside down, and create an evil hell basically on this planet to bring their serpent god out of the pit. So guys, listen to me for a second. It's so important that you get enough vitamin D in your diet every single day or at least take a supplement for it. By the way, there's several several of the worst vaccines you need to avoid. Uh, Number one, we've talked about these repeatedly, is the Gardasil shot. The Gardasil shot actually causes premature ovarian failure in a lot of ladies including death in a lot of young girls. It's been bad. The anthrax vaccine, the MMR, which we know is directly linked to autism, the swine flu vaccine, be careful with the polio vaccine, the the, the flu shot, which contains so much mercury, it's ridiculous, 250 micrograms of mercury in just one jab. And so be very, very careful with all of these different types of vaccines and make sure you do research before you let your children have vaccines and make sure that you think about the side effects of these different types of chemicals. Because remember, You're putting this stuff directly into the bloodstream, and then the liver's got to deal with it again. So it's so important that you stay away from things that you think may hurt you, so always clear it with your physician. And if you don't have a physician who's willing to take a real hard look at vaccinations and make it, I mean, in a real, how should I say this, a realistic look at vaccinations – Guys, I suggest you pretty much get another, get a, get a different physician who's going to be more health oriented. Because remember, you know, according to, uh, one, one of the top, one of the top book writers in the country, he says that the average life expectancy of most medical doctors is around 57 years of age. Now guys, that just doesn't tell me a whole lot. I mean, it tells me that either they're working themselves to death, or eating themselves to death, or they're injecting themselves to death, or they're stressing themselves to death at a very young age, and regardless of what's the cause of the death, uh, you just gotta kind of re- re-evaluate whether you want to listen to him. I know Linus Pauling with his two Nobel Prizes, one of them was in vitamin C, he basically worked in until his 90s when all these other doctors that had brew-hot him and said, haha, you're nuts, you know, when he got his first Nobel Prize on vitamin C, he basically outlived them all, Doug and Joe, because he was taking so much vitamin C every single day, which is absolutely critical to maintain your skin texture, keep you getting wrinkles, keep you from getting a gut and your skin stretching out and saggy skin under your arms. It does so much with vitamin C every single day. By the way, manganese is critical, too, for women who are trying to get pregnant. You have to realize that manganese is essential in a lot of foods in order to make them seedless like watermelons when they basically do their little genetic modification on these and they graft them, etc. They limit the amount of manganese that, this, that the food puts out. So you have seedless watermelons, seedless grapes, all of this, which also limits the amount of manganese that's in the food. And women who are trying to get pregnant need to be eating a lot of different seed fruits and making sure they have sufficient quantities of manganese in their diet. Now, here's the thing I want to talk about in detail tonight. Autoimmune diseases. This is what We're talking about all kinds of stuff now. We're talking about cancer, autoimmune diseases, infections, certain types of diabetes, Inflammatory bowel disease this goes on and on and on lupus What we're looking at now are different supplements that can be used for inflammatory autoimmune disease and again What we find is turmeric is one of the best things that you can do with Autoimmune diseases because it really helps to reduce inflammation in the body And they also say that vitamin D is incredibly important to prohibit pro-inflammatory processes what they're talking about are cytokine storms in the body, which cause massive inflammation. So they're saying that vitamin D is so important for that. Omega-3 fats, flax seeds are so important. You can read this whole article. It's by Ray Sahelian, MD, and he goes and he does a good job on this. Omega-3 fats and and also omega and flaxseed oils. And then he says green tea. He says green tea protects rats against autoimmune arthritis by modulating disease related immune events. Now, what I like about this, this is what, this is what's in my purple sticks. Now, it doesn't say coffee, because coffee doesn't do that. Coffee elevates cortisol and can cause inflammation. But the green tea does a great job, and I did have half a purple stick tonight. He also says melatonin. I always recommend people take melatonin if they're over the age of 40. It's absolutely essential if you're over 50, because he said it helps to reduce the severity of the autoimmune diseases. Also alpha lipoic acid is effective in the prevention and treatment of this. And by the way, the alpha lipoic acid is also in my liver support product. He says it's very, very important. It's a neuroprotective metabolic antioxidant that has been shown to cross the blood brain barrier uh, rosacea in women is linked with increases of autoimmune diseases and all these different nutrients may help that but I'm not going to continue to read this because he also talks about Hashimoto's disease type 1 diabetes type 2 diabetes inflammatory bowel disease all of these different types of things that people have you can go if you have an autoimmune disease you can go read his article on this and I really recommend to read because it's really really well written and it's well documented you guys have any comments on that um, Joe
2: and Doug. You know, there, there's um, not not to switch subjects here. There's something I wanted to bring up with you, Ted, and and about the vaccines. There are um new challenges that parents are facing facing with the the mandatory vaccinations that schools are are presenting. And different states are are implementing these differently. And they've always been there, but you used to be able to get exemptions for religious or health purposes. And they're abandoning that in in some states, and I don't have the the report in front of me that I read the other day, but they're wh- what they're doing is narrowing the ability for parents to uh, back out of getting their child vaccinated if they want to keep them in the public school system, and then they're clamping down on the on the homeschooling, and that's very uh, dangerous, especially with the you know the constant new studies that are coming up showing that vaccines have different. Um, that are filled with different things, toxins that will um, cause health problems almost instantly to uh, developing health problems down the road. And that's a a big concern and should be a big concern for everybody. And while we're uh, talking about this, there was a report yesterday about, and I don't know if you were going to get to this, Ted, but about glyphosate.
1: And it caught my attention because of the show that you did. You mentioned that earlier, but... Yeah. I'm not sure the, the the context in which, I don't think you mentioned the context you're bringing up. Uh, the, the headline, and there's been a few different variations, but Monsanto
2: and the EPA have been lying to us for years about Roundup, and Monsanto has come out, there has been a new lawsuit regarding um, cover-up and collusion inside the EPA in Monsanto. Monsanto is fighting to uh, keep the glyphosate in their, in their product as new studies are coming out showing that uh, this is a. This is causing a significant health issues, as you pointed out. Um, but I well, don't know if, is, you, if you saw what.
3: No, no, I, I saw yeah, the article. In fact, I, I reported it on my show today. We went into detail with it because we talk about glyphosate all the time. Remember, glyphosate is Roundup. That's what it is. It's basically a it's a non herbicide. It kills pretty much anything that's green. It doesn't kill some things, but it does kill anything that's green. But the, the nuttiest thing about this stuff is, is that you know it doesn't care what it is. It's going to kill it. And the sad part about this is that people don't understand that this is a very very toxic compound to the liver. It's, uh, it causes multiple cancers. I remember I read you guys an article on a show, oh uh, gosh, probably a year ago now, in which uh, Gary Null had gone in and petitioned the CDC through the Freedom of Information Act to force Monsanto to release information that it had done on the original testing of glyphosate, and it was linked over, I believe, over, I believe it's, don't quote me on this, was up to up towards a dozen different cancers that were causing human beings by glyphosate. And so it's one of the most toxic compounds ever, ever put into our food supply. I mean, think about this for a second. I mean, Jane Goodall, the one who did all the research with the monkey, she said this is still hard to believe that we're using poisons on our food to grow our food. I mean, it doesn't make any sense why we would do this to our livers. And that's why, again, there's so much. So if you're not eating organic, You've got to be on a liver cleanse program. You have to take care of your liver because your liver is just being bombarded with glyphosate. It's incredibly toxic to the body. And again, I don't use it in the yard anymore. What I did is I went to one of these box warehouses and I got some pool salt. You can buy it for like 40 pound bag for like $5. And I use salt now to kill weeds. You know, we have a driveway and we get weeds in the driveway here in Florida. You got to deal with it constantly. I mean, I it's ridiculous. Well yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, this is year-round year down here. In fact, the winter is even worse uh, than some summer times because of the – well, not, not necessarily worse because sometimes in the summertime it rains a lot more. But what ends up happening is, I mean, the salt will kill the weeds almost immediately as fast as glyphosate will, but it doesn't kill the environment. It just gets, it gets reabsorbed back into the, into the earth. But the glyphosate is something you've got to stay away from, and you have to be eating organic because it is unbelievably poisonous with all the different cancers. But, yes, the article did show that the CDC and Monsanto were colluding, and that Monsanto was actually penning and writing some of his own research articles that were completely bogus. I mean, bogus. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. And then, the, then one of the CDCs or the FDAs, I can't remember what her name was, but I'll pull it up in just a second, she actually wrote a letter. She was dying, and she was one of the top researchers, and she was dying, and she actually wrote and pleaded with her colleagues to please stop covering up glyphosate and its toxic side effects. I mean, guys, think yeah. about this stuff. Yeah, this is, so, this is a really poisonous mess.
2: And, and this article says that the CEO of Monsanto, Hugh Grant, says that numerous regulatory agencies have assessed glyphosate and all of them found glyphosate to be safe. But the article goes on to say, uh, to list different um, things that happen. Uh, that are related to harm from glyphosate-based products from neurotoxicity, liver disease, thyroid disorders, right. birth defects, tests in sperm damage, uh, cancer, uh, leukemia, I'm sorry, lymphoma, uh, destruction of gut bacteria, and numerous other diseases and autism-related symptoms. So, no, I mean, that's that'd...
3: exactly right. And see, the sad part about this is, is that when this happens, you know, people aren't relating it back to glyphosate. They're acting like it's from something else. In fact, here's a letter right here, and it says a heartbreaking letter from dying EPA scientist begs Monsanto moles inside of the agency to stop lying about the rain, the dangers of glyphosate. And that it, it, her letter goes on. I'll read you part of it because it's kind of a it gets kind of technical. It says, since I left the agency with cancer. She's dead now. She wrote this before she died. I've studied the tumor processes extensively, and I have some mechanism comments on which may be very valuable based on my decades of pathology experience, and I'll pick one chemical to demonstrate my points. She was glyphosate. And she starts talking about how it kills us, how it causes cancer, how it causes free radical, how it damages the DNA, how it binds up calcium, zinc, magnesium to make foods deficient for essential nutrients, how it binds up, you know, how it kills gut bacteria, how it causes kidney and pancreas damage. I mean, she starts listing everything. And she goes, previously conclude, concluded that glyphosate was a possible human carn- Well, Now we know that it is a carcinogen. And this is a kidney pathology of animal studies would lead to tumors with other mechanisms listed above. And then she goes, that she's writing this letter to Jess, and she goes, Jess, you and I have argued many times, and you know that the topics outside of your knowledge, which is uneth- you, you you argue about topics outside of your expertise, which is unethical. And then she goes on to say that basically we've got to stop doing this and we have to start telling the people the truth about how they're being poisoned by glyphosate. And the MIT researcher, Joe, a couple of years ago, he came out and he said that by 2025, and he was listing it all due to glyphosate, that 50% of the population is going to have autism of the children. I mean, and he was specifically blaming glyphosate for this because of what it does to the brain, to the liver, and everything else. But, of course, we know it's much more systemic than that. It has to do with the immunizations. It has to deal with the GMOs. It has to deal with Nagalase. You know, the whole thing with the problems with, you know, with, with, um, with autism now is such a broad thing. It's so many different things are causing this autistic spectrum disorder. It's like we talked about earlier. Why in the world are these guys that are running the planet, these Kabbalists, these Luciferians, why in the world do they want to do this to us? Well, again, I mentioned again earlier, they don't consider us to be human beings. They don't consider us to be that. They consider us to be soulless creatures and they really believe that, you know, it doesn't make any difference how many of us they kill. It's kind of like if you have a bunch of ants, you know, in your backyard and you go out with a can of raid and you spray the ants, and you kill a bunch of ants, you don't lament that at the middle of the night, and lie around and crying, going, I cannot believe that I've killed these ants. You're thinking, I'm glad the ants are gone. That's how they look at us. You say, well, they wouldn't do that. What do you think those chemtrails are? What do you think the chemtrails are? They're spraying us like stinking bugs. I mean, th- th- this week we had a couple of days without chemtrails, and I was, you know, basically doing a dance here. I was so happy. And, but on a regular basis, though, we get deluged with chemtrails and poisons in the atmosphere. Every single day. And remember, guys, before Trump took office, I said, we will find out who's really in charge if the chemtrails stop. This deep state is so entrenched with Donald Trump and and basically in running and ruling the planet that they really don't care who's in the White House because the deep state never changes. These are the same guys, these cabalists, these Luciferians, the pedophiles. That's why people like Session. Or people who want to try to go in there and get clean out of the Podesta mess and the pedophile mess in Washington D.C., they're immediately silenced, they're sanctioned, they're censored, they're gotten rid of, they're impeached, and you know they're doing their best now. I mean, I mean Hillary Clinton is saying that she wants to get Donald Trump impeached so that Mike Pence can take over the White House because he's predictable. I guess because I, mean, I guess it's because Donald Trump's unpredictable. I guess, but we need to realize that from a from a prayer standpoint, we need to be uplifting Donald Trump and hoping that he realizes he's swimming with the sharks in D.C. I mean, he's like a six-foot-tall human being in the ocean, in the Pacific, 100 miles offshore, on a life raft, surrounded by 20-foot great whites. That's what he's in. And he's trying his best just to survive this. what he's got himself into without having him or his family or whatever killed or maimed or sudden jet crash or Poisoned or shot or whatever. I mean, we saw the deep state do this with Kennedy. So, what's interesting to me about all of this stuff is that Trump, I believe, is a good man. I don't believe he's a, he's not, he's not involved in this Kabbalah mess, but I do believe he's got a lot of people that have, he has put into key positions, especially the ones from Goldman Sachs. I mean, if I was going to use a specific address for the headquarters of Lucifer Inc. in the United States, I would give the address out of the Goldman Sachs headquarters in Washington, D.C. And yes, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not using that as hyperbole. I'm serious about that. That is that is one evil place. And Donald has to realize that there's just some things he just probably didn't need to do, but maybe he did a Doug and Joe because they had that meeting with him and they said, you know, we'll let you do this, this, and this. but you try to do this, this, and this, you're going to have a problem. I don't know. but He needs to get rid of all these people that are disloyal to him. By the way, Back to the nutrition articles. I know we're almost out of time on this segment. Uh, why the war on salt is so dangerous. You know, we have really good salt on our website at Health Masters. I'm not talking about table salt. Now, like Morton, I wouldn't use that because a lot of those types of processed salts have aluminum trisculate added as an anti-caking agent. I would never use those salts. But you need to realize the relation between sodium and blood pressure is inconsistent and from a clinical standpoint really is is insubstantial. Uh, Furthermore, some researchers have said that a low-salt diet can actually worsen cardiovascular disease and raise than lower, rather raise than lower the risk for early death among patients who have a high risk of heart disease. In addition, lowering salt intake can also cause a decrease in insulin sensitivity, causing syndrome X, which can make you gain a lot of body fat in the middle, and have an adverse effect on blood lipids or blood fats, and so what we have to understand is that good salt is absolutely important to use every time you get a chance. I use it probably three or four times a day. I make sure I get at least one to two grams of salt every single day in my diet. What do you guys think about that, Joe and Doug?
1: Hey, I bought five pounds from you. That stuff's good. <laughs> I did. I it did. is I, good, it, isn't it? And yeah, and this is—I don't know—it was uh, several months back, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is different than average table salt.
3: Yeah. Well, it, it, it is. And here, I just came on the article, Joe, that you brought up a minute ago. It says, the plaintiffs in U.S. lawsuits say that Monsanto ghost wrote the Roundup studies. Unbelievable. And, and let, me, let me stop here for one thing with Monsanto. This is, this is something else. Years ago, when 60 Minutes actually tried to tell the truth, because at one time they did, 20, 30 years ago, they actually did a show on aspartame. Which is caused, you know, is another Monsanto product, it's originally by GDCO announced Monsanto, uh, because it causes brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, seizures, head asoptic nerve degradation. It does all of this stuff. We've talked about it in length. This is diasodas on the show. Because there's an aspartic acid component of aspartame, which, and there's an aspartic acid receptor site in the brain, which releases dopamine. And this is why so many people get so addicted to diet sodas to the point they will fight you rather than not drink their diet sodas. But it also eats holes in the brain. And what was interesting is 60 Minutes came in, and these Monsanto guys, they came in, and they had like 100 clinical studies that said that aspartame was safe. And they corresponded. I think it was Leslie Stahl at the time, she looked at them and she goes, but you paid for all of these studies. Do you have any studies that say this product is safe that you didn't pay for? And they couldn't produce a one, Doug and Joe, couldn't produce a one. So that's the same thing that we see with the glyphosate studies with Monsanto. And I remember years ago, there was a show called The Investigators on Channel 13. It was a Fox affiliate. And what ended up happening is they had a big program that they had produced on the bovine growth hormone, which is also another Monsanto product. It's like the corporation from hell. And they were talking about all of the side effects of both bovine growth hormone. And they came in and they told them this is on Channel 13 in Tampa, that they would not be allowed to air the report, period. They never got to air it. And I remember I was on the Kathy Fountain Show. This is me personally, not Ted Brower. I was on the Kathy Fountain Show back in the 90s, and we had a huge market share, 37% market share of all the Tampa Bay counties. It was one of the biggest show she's ever done. And she said that she brought me back in six months later to do another show because they had such a huge response, and I was doing it on the top 10 foods never to eat. And she said, well, we could talk about everything, but we can't talk about aspartame again. Because my basically, Monsanto had contacted them, because they were producing all these diet sodas and Diet Coke, everybody had contacted them, that if we talked about how bad aspartame was, that they would pull their sponsorship, and they would no longer buy ad time from the station. And I was censored, Doug. That's me, Ted Brower, personally. I was censored, and I was told I could speak about anything I wanted to speak about, Joe, but I could not talk about aspartame on that show and i couldn't do it that day and kathy was so upset she's no longer on the air but i remember how mad she was that day after her show had gotten censored and right after that's when yeah. the investigators report had gotten censored and you guys can look that up online on the investigators on in detail on the live vote
2: and that's a uh, a very common thing people don't understand uh, to a lot of degree how people are 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 censored by going after sponsors we're up against our top of the hour break we'll be right back with Dr. Ted Burr on this St. Patrick's day don't go anywhere
1: But a Bing you're charging your rechargeable batteries Super GMAG chargeable is affordable it's lightweight weighs about 8 ounces it's durable it's EMP proof and it's environmentally friendly that it is it'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, six AA batteries off the grid when other Power sources are not available anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night. Go to greennovative.com. That's greennovative.com. Perhaps you're a business out there, a small business. Would you like to extend the reach of your business? I bet you would. We should like to, to have the same opportunities as companies such as Omaha Steaks, and Pro Flowers, and Casper Mattress, and some of the bigger companies out there. Which like to have that same power. Advertise on our program. Go to Hagman and Hagman.com, or send an email to opportunities at Hagman and Hagman.com. If you go to HagmanReport.com and, Hagman and Hagman.com, there's a link where you can, you can... you can It's a big red box. You'll see it. You'll see it. Click on that link and go ahead and read the benefits what we have created for you i think it's something it's a fabulous opportunity
0: eight five five eight 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 six two eight eight Precious Timber dot com Precious Timber Profits dot com
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, something that we're keeping our eye on uh, the reports of a stolen laptop from the Secret Service containing floor plans for the Trump Tower, as well as Secret Service access pins, other items. We'll just leave it at that. looks like a deliberate robbery. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, with purpose. So, uh, folks, Yeah, reading just, the,
2: the witness statements, yeah. they said that the guy definitely knew what he was going after from their observations. Um uh,
1: Absolutely. He went right for the car. This, this, it was random. Yeah. It was quick. This is not random. Uh, okay. Now, uh, healthmasters.com, Doug10 is the coupon code for liver support, G-H-I cleanse as well, Doug10. And who do we have? Do we have um, Sharon or is this dead?
6: You've got Sharon.
1: Wow, Sharon, Thanks, I knew Sharon. that. Okay, Sharon, let's hey. rock. I'm not going to – we're not going to – you know what? We are not going to take any of your time up. Uh, It's so precious when you come on. So uh, just have
6: at it. Oh, thank you so much again for having me on. But I want everybody to put their seatbelt on because I've got a lot of information I'm going to have to go through pretty fast tonight because I know we only have 30 minutes, which is fine with me. But I want to talk about the ingredients in uh, our foods today. And we're going to talk about the Dirty Dozen, which are the 12 top ingredients that you need to avoid in your foods. We like to give you hands-on material and information that you can apply to your life. And, you know, we've talked about reading labels in the past, but this is past reading labels. Guys, we don't have an option anymore. Our food is so messed up and has so much junk in it that we've got to be educated. And it's up to us as educated listeners of the Hagman Show, our show, that we're educating you to go out and educate others because it may save their lives. The first one on our dirty, dirty dozen, number one, are the GMOs. This is something that, you know, you hear a lot about, but a lot of people really aren't sure or they may not be aware of really what's going on with the GMOs. And what is a GMO? Well, really it's just a plant or animal that's undergone a process that alters the genes with DNA from different organisms, bacteria or viruses, to make them more resistant to disease or tolerant of pesticides. Seventy percent of all processed foods in the, UN, in the United States contain at least one genetically modified ingredient, usually soy or corn. Now, corn and soy, uh, they... They're about the same, but I put corn as number one. The Bt toxin being used in the GMO corn is recently detected in the blood of pregnant women and their babies, so they're starting to see signs now and the studies are starting to show the adverse effects of the GMOs. Now seeing studies showing regular consumption of GMO corn can lead to health problems. That negatively affect the uh, liver, the kidneys, the heart, the adrenal glands, and the spleen. And good old Monsanto, yes, that company again that we all oh so don't care for, their corn has been tied to numerous health issues including weight gain and organ disruption. Now when I talk about corn, I'm talking about corn starch, corn syrup, any type of corn. And this is a pretty bold statement, but I suggest don't eat any corn at all unless it is USDA certified organic. Now, there's a symbol for that. It's a circle, and it's USDA, and it says organic underneath it, and it's certified. Make sure you see that label on there. Also, the non-organic project verified um symbol or logo is the little piece of grass with the butterfly on it. I'm sure people are seeing that. Make sure either one or both of these logos are on the products that you're buying, especially the processed foods. We don't really have a choice anymore. And yes, it may be a little more expensive. I understand that. But what I used to tell people years ago is if you're going to spend more money on organic, or better foods cut back in other areas don't just say oh I can't afford it make it happen and there's ways you can do it I know when we first got married we were saving money by not eating out as much we were saving money by not going to the movies as much I mean you can take cable out what what's important to you and right now your health has got to be a high priority because the government, the FDA, they don't care, and they're not out for your best if you if you don't know that by now. The other number two on the GMOs would be the soy. This is genetically modified to protect crops from the glyphosate or Roundup. Now, we hear a lot about Roundup and the glyphosate. That's very dangerous. Approximately 90% of soy is being genetically engineered to resist Roundup. Back in 2006, 96.7 million pounds of glyphosate was sprayed on soybeans, and that includes the soy protein, soy milk, soybean oil, tofu, which is, well, I don't even know why people eat tofu, soy sauce. But let me give you some really good alternatives, because, you know, Doug, we talk about the things that are bad, but, you know, a lot of people don't tell you what's good, and I've Researched. I've checked. This has been my whole life, you know, pretty much since I've been married, helping people change their diets. And, for instance, soy protein. Whey protein is better. We actually get our whey protein, our whey, out of New Zealand because it's the purest form of whey in the world. That's why we go with the best ingredients we possibly can, and that's why our products actually work at the cellular level. Soy milk. If you're not gonna be drinking regular milk, then you can go with almond milk or coconut milk. Those are two good alternatives. Soybean oil, replace it with olive oil or coconut oil. Soy sauce, if you've never tried them, Coconut Secret makes the coconut aminos, which are really good. They're a good soy sauce replacement. They've got a teriyaki sauce, they have a garlic uh, amino acids. They're really good and they are really good for a soy sauce replacement. Now there's a symbol as far as GMO or genetically altered foods in the, as far as in the, uh, what would do in the farming industry. And it's a sign and it says GEN, G-E-N, foods. And to me it looks like a satanic symbol, but all it is is like three U's with a circle in the middle of it. And I remember going through Iowa one time, just in, You know, the breadbasket area of the, of the country and just driving and driving and driving. And I said, Ted, look at those signs. It looks like some type of a hazardous chemical sign in these fields of, of corn and wheat and, and soybeans. And I didn't know really what it was. And now these are the signs that they actually put in the fields, which to me is kind of scary because it, it looks like a sci-fi movie when you see stuff like that. The third thing as far as the food that we have to be really careful with the GMOs is the sugar beet. Sixty percent of the American sugar originates from the um, genetically modified beets, which, has been, which was introduced back in 2009. Uh, they're used to produce sucralose, excuse me, sucrose, which constitutes nearly 35% of the sugar globally. The remaining is coming from sugar cane, which right now we don't need to be really concerned about the sugar cane, but it's the sugar beets and the sugar that comes from the sugar beets with the GMOs. And last but not least is the canola oil. It's obtained from the rape seed through a series of chemical actions making it an excellent insect repellent which is, you know, not really good to ingest. It is an industrial oil, it's not a food. And I remember the yellow fields in Germany. Used to, you'd go to Germany and you'd see crops growing. And now there's parts of Germany. All you see, and I admit the the yellow flowers on the canola plants are beautiful. But you go to Germany and you'll go miles and miles and miles and miles. And all you see is yellow. You don't see green anymore because it's a big industry. But they're not harvesting it for the oil. They're harvesting the canola oil for fuel. Fifty million dollars was paid to the FDA by the Canadian government and the industry to have canola oil put on the grass list, which is which stands for generally recognized as safe list, which is a big joke. Most vegetable oils in the US in the US are genetically modified crops like canola, corn, and soybeans. You need to be very skeptical of eating fried foods, especially when you go out, because they're usually going to be one of these types of oils. You need to ask what kind of oil they're in, and a lot of times we'll ask to see the label. But pretty much it's just best not to eat anything fried because you don't know what kind of oil it is. And a lot of the restaurants now, Doug, they are, you say, well, we use olive oil. Well, I've actually asked to look at the can, and they bring me out this mixture and it's olive oil with about a third of canola oil mixed with it. What that does, olive oil is very pricey in a restaurant, especially for a restaurant when they're trying to really watch their bottom line. So they'll add the canola oil to the olive oil, which makes it go further, makes it less expensive, and it also cheapens it, ruins the flavor, and makes it very toxic. So be careful with your oils when you go out, and it's real important to ask, now the wheat, the, the non-organic wheat, has been a real big problem. And again, it's because of the glyphosate. They're being, it's being sprayed um, on the wheat. And the crop is saturated with Roundup several days prior, prior to harvesting. It has a tremendous rise. Of, in the United States, we're seeing a big rise in celiac disease, gluten intolerance, and irritable, and irritable bowel syndrome. These are big problems today. I'm I'm working on a chapter in my book right now that I'm working on about this because of the way the food is causing these problems. Now, number two on our dirty dozen list would be the partially hydrogenated oils. This requires a process that heats a healthy or non-healthy oil up to a temperature as high as a 1,000 degrees. What it does, it neutralizes all the enzymatic activity And it pretty much creates a type of gooey sludge that is consumed by the body. You want to stay away from that. Number three would be the artificial sweeteners. I know Ted's talked about this before. The aspartame, which is a neurotoxin, NutraSweet, Equal, Spoonful, Equal Measure. These are names that aspartame, it's it's listed that aspartame uses. What they're doing now is they've gotten smart. They know that the consumers are picking up on this and they're looking for these names. So they change the names. So if you're looking for it on a label, when you're reading your label, be careful and be pretty much up-to-date on what the names are of these products or, excuse me, these ingredients. The aspartame is created with genetically modified bacteria. It's made from aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methanol. And if you're familiar with methanol, when ingested, it's it's converted into formaldehyde, which is toxic, It's a hazardous substance, and it can't be made non-poisonous. So you need to stay away from that. Also, um, we're just bombarded constantly with people saying, you know, they've, they've got the headaches, the seizures, the brain tumors. We get calls all the time with people that have aspartame poisoning because it's such a big, big Ingredient that's used in the diet sodas today, and people are really addicted to it. It's very addictive. One of the other artificial sweeteners would be the sucralose, which actually is one of the best-selling artificial sweetener on the market today. But it appears to target beneficial microorganisms in the body, and it generates toxic compounds when heated. Some of the side effects are itching, swelling, and shortness of breath. And I know I said I'd go fast, but I've got 12 of these to go through, Doug, so I'm just running really fast with them.
1: Keep Um, going.
6: Sodium nitrite. Those are found in your processed meats. They give it the pink color, which are in hot dogs, bacon, your um, luncheon meats. They are associated with colon cancer. Stay away from those. Number five would be the MSG, which is monosodium glutamate. You really find these in Chinese restaurants, but we support a missionary overseas, and she was talking about, oh, where is she? Somewhere over near, um, oh, near, not Thailand, but one of those, one of far away, one of those countries over there, and she was telling us how uh, MSG is just something that they put in their food, and she tries to stay away from it, but she says it's very hard. I think she's over in Indonesia, and it, it's just something they all use, You have to go in a restaurant. You have to ask if they use MSG, and a lot of times they'll play dumb and they will use it. So you've got to be very careful, but it's very important to ask. MSG is a flavor enhancer. It's an excitotoxin, and it can be labeled on your label as a natural flavoring, a yeast extract, texturized protein, hydrolyzed pea protein. Again, they put it under another name because people are starting to figure it out. Some of the side effects are headaches, dizziness, and negative effects on brain chemistry. You need to stay away from that. Another one of the dirty dozen as far as the ingredients you need to avoid in your food is the high fructose corn syrup. Now they're calling it corn sugar It's from GMO corn, which we talked about the GMOs as being number one. It's linked to weight gain and type 2 diabetes. Number seven would be the artificial flavors and colors. Now, this is one that really bothers me because this is one of the main things they use as far as getting the kids to really want the food, to make the food more fun looking to draw the kids in and lure them in and it really works. Every artificial in the food excuse me, every artificial um, flavor in the food industry has a negative effect on the human body, on it uh reproduction toxicity, neurotoxicity and cancer. That's just on the flavors. But the colors, the artificial colors have a whole nother problem with them. Artificial food coloring on the market are linked to cancer, and they 're made from chemicals derived from petroleum, which is diesel fuel, asphalt tar. When you talk about petroleum that 's where you're getting the petroleum from we've nice. got. Li- I know we've got the the blue number one and two. I mean, you've got all these colors with all these numbers. I mean, I could just read them off. Red number three from candy to baked goods, beverages to pet food. Green number three, red number forty. Oh, that's 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 just poison on the installment plan. Yellow five and six. What they do is they mimic estrogen uh, in the body, and it's linked to thyroid, bladder, kidney, and brain cancer. These colors actually have been banned, like in Norway, Finland, Australia, the U.K., Switzerland, Sweden, Italy, and Germany. And it's so funny because these countries ban so many things. And the United States, what do they say? Oh, the FDA says that, you know, it's, it's pretty safe. Don't worry about it. But let me give you a real quick story. We had a wedding years and years ago, and Austin was eight years old. He's the co-host of the Ted and Austin Rower Show. Our son, he's 28 years old. And when he was young, we went to a wedding, and we didn't give him any of this. I mean, he was raised really clean, squeaky clean. And to this day, he still eats very, very clean. But he, he was lured over to this red bowl of punch because he'd never really had anything like that. And he was with some friends, and he's over there just drinking this stuff. I mean, it was bright Christmas red, and it was thick. He's drinking one. I noticed a minute later he's drinking another one. I said, Ted, what is Austin drinking over there? He goes, I don't know. It looks really bad. By the time he had his fourth or fifth cup, we realized that it was a fruit punch with red dye in it. Doug, I kid you not, he developed a wheezing cough from this stuff that lasted almost six months because it causes respiratory problems and wheezing. He also got a speck in his eye, which never went away. It was like a toxic, I don't know what it was. But I remember that so vividly because we had been so careful, you know, to keep him away from all this stuff. And his body just couldn't handle it because it was so toxic because he'd never really had it before. So really beware of these colors. Now, a lot of mothers, grandmothers, whatever, may say, well, what do I do? You know, I go to the grocery store every time they have a birthday. We go get the cake and oh my goodness, the dyes in the icing on those cakes. They're so brightly colored. They're poison. Your kids don't need them. Take the time once a year and make a cake for your child. I've always done that for everyone in our family every year making the cake and you can actually use colors that are natural to dye the icings with. For instance, it may sound funny, but you can actually juice a beet or even use some of our Health Masters beet powder and it will actually make the icing red or pink. You can use liquid chlorophyll. It's like a green color to make green. And it's just a little bit of this color and it'll naturally color the icings. The blue, actually you could use This sounds really strange, Doug, but you can get um, red cabbage and juice it. And a little bit of that, you can actually get a purple or a blue color. And then the yellow, you can use a little bit of the turmeric or the, um, oh, I forgot the other spice it was. But these are natural food colorings. I'm going to have this in the book also because we've got to get away from all these bright colors, especially for these kids. Okay, going fast. I've got to get through these. I know I'm almost out of time. Potassium bromate. It's added to bread to increase volume. It's linked to cancer. Stay away from your breads on the shelves. Get breads in the freezer departments. Most of your grocery stores have breads now that are healthy, that don't have, that are organic, but you probably are going to have to buy them frozen because they don't have the mold inhibitors and the shelf life that the other breads do because of the chemicals. Number nine, polysorbate-60. It's made from corn, palm oil, and petroleum. It's used as an emulsifier. It's a replacement for dairy and baked goods. Number 10, propylene glycol, also known as antifreeze. We know what that is. That's very bad for you. It's used as a thickener in dairy products and salad dressing, and it's deemed generally safe by the FDA. LOL is what I say about that. Number 11 is BHA and BHT. It gives food the long shelf life and it prevents spoilage. You know, all these preservatives have a reason, but it's all for the wrong reason. Uh, it has, uh, it's a major endo- endocrine disruptor. It seriously messes with the hormones. It impair bl- impairs blood clotting and promotes tumor growth. It's banned in the UK, Japan, the EU, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. You know, they know something that apparently we don't know. Or they actually, their government, I think, cares more. Number 12, the last one would be potassium sorbate. This is a preservative in processed food. It prevents mold, and it causes allergic reactions. Now, I put the dirty dozen together, which are the 12 ingredients in foods that you need to avoid. I suggest that you get a copy of the show and you listen to the show because... If you're not really being careful about the ingredients of the food that you're ingesting, you're actually making a toxic environment in your body that is causing the organs that have to work overtime to get rid of. That's why tonight we were promoting the liver support and the GHI cleanse because these actually will cleanse the body, cleanse the liver of that. Now, a lot of people drink a lot of sodas, a lot of drinks that have the dyes in them and the preservatives in them, and they say, well, what can I drink? There's so many alternatives on the market, but a lot of times what we do is we take the purified water or the distilled water, and then we have the Aquatrace minerals, which I think are on special this week. Uh, They're uh, the product of the week. and The Aquatrace actually puts the good minerals back in the water because we drink the distilled water. And you can squeeze lemons and either sweeten it with monk food or stevia, and you have a great tasting lemonade without the preservatives and the colors. If you want pink lemonade, add just a little bit of raspberry juice or pomegranate juice, and it makes a great, great pink lemonade. Another thing is like um, if we're if I'm gonna work out, I'll do the uh water with the trace minerals and then some of the muscle blast. And I like that as a workout drink. Instead of these drinks that are so full of caffeine and all this other junk and the bad sugars, this is a great workout drink. You can put your HGH in it. Actually, what I do for my my workout drink, Doug, is I get about eight ounces of water. I put the HGH Stimulate, the Muscle Blast, The creatine and some vitamin C and I shake it up and that's my, my workout drink. Now if I need a little extra energy, I'll put a purple stick in there. And I tell you what, you talk about a good workout. Also, you know, you're going to have the results of maintaining more muscle mass because you're feeding your cells and you're giving them what they need. But I've covered a lot of information and I know it's a lot to take in, but I wanted to give you one example because I took two different types, two different products, and I picked one. A lot of people love tortilla chips, so I took a snack like that. I just pulled a snack out of the blue and thought, okay, tortilla chips. Let's look at Frito-Lay nacho cheese Doritos, which I, when I grew up, that's what I liked. That's before I met Ted and before I really learned how to eat right. Some of the ingredients, listen to this partially hydrogenated soybean oil and cottonseed oil, whole corn, which is GMO because it doesn't have any non-GMO logo on the label, MSG, disodium phosphate, artificial colors, yellow five, yellow six, and red 40. Okay, what can we do as far as an alternative? What I chose was the late July tortilla chips. Late July is a very common brand that you can get in most grocery stores now in your health food section. Ingredients organic whole ground corn, organic expeller press, sunflower, safflower oil, and sea salt. So do you see the difference there, Doug, and the point I'm trying to make? That it doesn't have to be hard, but if you if you educate yourself these ingredients. And stay away from them. Go with the smaller, just the the, the basic ingredients in the products. You're going to be a lot healthier. And if you say, well, I've already eaten that, then go ahead and start on the GHI cleanse and the liver support and start cleansing your body to get this stuff out. But it's just so important to do that, especially for your family and for your kids because the kids, this generation has got, so much that they're having to fight for with the immunizations and the, the chemtrails. I mean, it's just all this garbage. And we've got it's, to do everything we can as parents to help our children.
2: Go that's ahead. Right. And, and Sharon, we're up against our, our break, but the, uh, the tortilla chip, that's a great example because that's something I think a lot of people don't really think much when buying, you know, snacks and, and different things like that, um, and the gr- ingredients, you, you you mentioned the soy and all that, um, the second one definitely sounded better and organic and natural, is the way to go. Folks, we'll be right back with Dr. Ted Brewer from healthmasters.com right after this.
7: We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Armies kit. It contains 12 homeopathic armies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HAGMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either. But they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage journeys kit at www.ChangeLisaWoods.com. Your life may depend on it.
1: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to this edition of the Hagman the Hagman Report. That was Sharon Brower. Uh, what a wealth of information there. Be sure to listen to that a second time, third time, because uh, the information that's contained in that segment, tremendous. Uh, before we get back to Dr. Ted Brower, I want to mention that, uh, you know, it, n- nowadays, folks, when things go down, if things go down, when things go down, you're going to need alternative communications. And I can't think of a better place to get them than at SatellitePhoneStore.com. That is SatellitePhoneStore.com. Both my wife and I, we, we have satellite phones. We use them, uh, when cell service or, or when other service is not available. And you would think that perhaps satellite phones, uh, Gee whiz! Aren't they expensive? And the plans expensive? Not as expensive as you may think. Very, very reasonable. Rivals some of the plans out there right now. Satellite phones are the way to go. Ensure that you can talk to one another in a crisis or in an emergency. Visit satellitephonestore dot com. That's satellitephonestore dot com. One more time: store dot com. Really, the best. Of all of the plans, of all of the phones, I personally like their Iridium 955, um, uh, Iridium 9555 phone. Uh, it's it's a tremendously versatile, rugged telephone. It comes with many accessories. Just contact Eric Tallman at uh, SatellitePhoneStore.com. That's SatellitePhoneStore.com. Phone number 941-955-1020.
2: Dr. Ted Breuer is our guest. Healthmasters.com is the website. Don't forget to check out uh, Dr. Ted's show that he does uh, with his son, Austin, right here on Global Star Radio Network. It airs right after our show. And you can go to healthmasters.com to get the information and the live call-in number. Um, Welcome back, Ted.
3: Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Doug. By the way, I just got a text while I was on break from a friend of mine, Brad, and he's watching the Vaxxed movie from Cover Up to Catastrophe by Del Bigtree and it's a huge huge movie it was the one that was banned at Rebecca Film Pencil by, uh, by none other than our than our buddy uh, uh, Raging Bull and uh, the crazy Robert De Niro and, and so the He's crazy cracks. thing about V-A-X-X-E-D you can get it on Prime for 12 72 which includes free shipping if you're a Prime member you have that a couple of days uh, this is one of those DVDs that you really need to watch because Brad who just finished it said I am so angry and what happened to these parents of these children who were totally normal and they got vaccinated and now they have autism and how in pain they are and how they're blaming themselves and how horrible what's happened to these children has become throughout the United States and throughout the world with these vaccines. So, guys, I'm not making any money on this. I'm just telling you that this is something that I'm ordering as soon as I get off the air. I mean, it's like 12 bucks. And I want to. I wish I could watch it right away, but I will watch it until it gets around for a couple of days. But, guys, it's something that I'm going to recommend to you guys to get. And it's 12 bucks. you know, prime. It means free freight you have it in two days. And get groups of people together to watch this. You invite 20 or 30 people to your home. You know, get 100 people to your home. Have your church play it if your church is actually open-minded about this kind of stuff. And warn people about the dangers of this. And I emailed back to Brad. He was talking about how angry he was. And I said, well, I know exactly how you feel. Because I've talked to a lot of these parents, Joe and Doug. Because remember, I wrote a book on this. I wrote a book on this back in the early 2000s. It was called Maximum Solutions to Autism, Learning Disabilities, and ADD. And it's uh, you can get it online. It's like a penny if you want to get a copy of it. But it's a little bit dated now because it's about 17 years old. But I did a whole book on this particular topic, and I linked the autistic problems associated with these children today back to immunizations even back then. Now, I never even touched the glyphosate issue. That's why it's a little bit dated. But I recommend that everybody gets a copy of that. And, again, that was just a little bonus from me to to you guys because it's just what it is. Now, also, I got a couple of emails from Doug. A man has his wife or a mother has a a really bad rheumatoid arthritis. What can you do about that? Well, there's several things you can do with rheumatoid arthritis. Number one is you need to get rid of nice, shaved variety of vegetables. That's super important. That means you can't eat any eggplant, bell pepper, tomatoes, or white potatoes. Those have got to go away. Uh, Secondly, you've got to be on anti-inflammatory compounds. Omega-3, the GHI cleanse, which, like I said, is on special for 10% off right now at our website, healthmasters.com, and the liver support that's on special for 10% off. And someone actually emailed Doug and asked him what they could do to help their liver, and the answer here is sitting in front of me. It's called liver support and GHI cleanse. Again, the G stands for gastrointestinal. H stands for hepatic or liver, and I stands for inflammation. So if you do that with a cod liver oil and also turmeric, very important you take large amounts of turmeric, probably about four to five, three times a day with the GHI, with the cod liver oil, and get off the night variety of vegetables. I have seen such tremendous results doing those things almost immediately within one week and not having to use a bunch of the toxic drugs. By the way, a science teacher has been found guilty a professional miscontact, for proving vaccine for proving that vaccines are toxic. Uh, science teacher, Timothy Sullivan uh, approached public health nurses administering vaccines to a high school students in his whole home school, and whether they had been he asked the nurses if they had been properly informed, and they got mad at him. And then he said that some of the components of the vaccines were deemed toxic in his science lab. The nurse got very upset. He has now been found guilty of professional misconduct by the disciplinary board and with the conviction Mr. Sullivan the college is asking for penalties including a formal reprimand a long a month long suspension and he has to complete anger management courses okay this is unbelievable and he can get fines up to $5,000 I mean think about it a second guys he tells the kids to make sure they watch what they're taking into their bodies and he's being required to go to anger management courses what do you think about that Doug and Joe
1: Censorship, 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 It's right. just another way for them to censor. The,
3: the. Well, I mean, when, when the Tribeca Film Festival with De Niro basically axed the Vaxxed movie, which was going to be shown there, it was just the globalists, the Sabotean cabalists, coming in and saying, hey, no, not on our watch. You know, We've done everything we possibly can to cause this massive epidemic with these immunizations and to reduce the population. Because remember, guys, if the MIT researcher is correct, by 2025, half the population of children being born will have autism. And Some of the additional statistics are by 2037, all boys will have autism. By 2035, all boys will have autism. By 2037, all girls will have autism. If these types of statistics are correct, that's going to massively reduce the population of the planet. What folks don't understand is that these Kabbalists, these Luciferians, these Satanists, what they do is they don't have a five-year plan or a 20-year plan. They have 100-year plans. I mean, this whole mess was started way back when. And this stuff it gets tracked back all the way to Nimrod. We've talked about it many times with the fallen angels and how they were given this information all the way through Noah's son. Steve Quayle talks about that. So it's something we all need to be aware of. By the way, the Vatican now is being slammed with accusations of orgies, porn, and prostitution, One of the priests was said to have been having affairs with over 30 different women. Uh, He was taken to the wife-swapping parties with multiple sex partners. A lot of these guys are gay. They said up to 60% of the Vatican priests now are homosexuals, and a lot of them are pedophiles, and they're raping the young boys in the congregations, which we all know that's true. And I'm going to say this very clearly. I know that Catholics really, 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 really disapprove of this the guys who go to church and who really are trying to serve God and who have been born again as we as Christians believe they will be or should be or could have been. I'm not saying that all Catholics are born again. nor am I saying all Lutherans are born again? I'm not even saying all Baptists are born again. What I'm saying is that when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, you confess your sins unto Him and you ask Him to forgive you and you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, you're born again. So if the people who believe that and have done that You know, are involved in any of these different denominations I consider them to be born again but the crazy thing about this is guys, we've got a Catholic church that's completely and totally out of control at the higher levels and quite frankly I believe a lot of this Kabbalah stuff has infiltrated them I believe they have a lot of the satanic stuff going on with the churches as far as with these priests or they would be involved in all these crazy things that they're doing so as I said on my show today what I always tell folks is this vote with your money Uh, The Catholic Church, because of its drug running through the Vatican Bank and its money laundering through the Vatican Bank and all the stuff that they do with the CIA, they're extremely wealthy. And quite frankly, if you're still insisting on going to a Catholic Church, regardless of what the leadership is involved with, I personally suggest that you find yourself another ministry or another good group of people to give your tithe money or your offerings away to and let the Vatican know that you're doing this, let your local parish know you're doing this, Because you have to get somebody's attention, because remember, this group of people ran the entire planet for a thousand years, and it wasn't until Martin Luther decided that it wasn't going to be okay for them to do that by selling their get-out-of-hell-free cards, also known as indulgences, that he put a big stop to that, or basically they, they put a stop to it. That's how they built these massive cathedrals, because people were giving their entire life savings to the Catholic Church after they died, as indulgences, trying to get their friends and their family out of hell which is completely non-scriptural. Okay, so this is ridiculous. If you don't believe all that, just look it up. The new GOP bill, by the way, is letting companies for the healthcare force you to take genetic tests and lets them share the results with third parties. So you've got to be very careful with this this healthcare bill that's going through or trying to go through right now. And this is an interesting article. This is Ray Kurzweil. We talked about him many times with Google, with Singularity University. And he's made like 147 predictions since the 90s, and his success rate is about 86%. And the reason for that is he knows of the secret technology that we have. He knows of the breakaway civilization, and he knows what's capable, what we're capable of doing with what the science is right now. And he's saying that technology singularity will turn us into superhumans sometime in the next 12 years, and that we will be in a cybernetic society We'll have computers in our brains and machines will be smarter than human beings. He claims this technology is already happening with technology, especially with our addiction to our phones and says the next step is to wire the technology directly into our brains. What do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, we, we touched on, we had yesterday we had Anthony Patch and Ellie Marzulli on and we touched upon this and it's pretty, um, the article went on to say that Kurzweil has uh, has made many predictions since the early nineties, and I think that a percentage like eighty three percent came true. Mm-hmm. Whether that's accurate or not, I don't know, but there is no doubt that we are moving towards the merger of humans and machines, and I believe this is part of the Mark of the Beast system. And we will uh, continue to move at this accelerated rate to merge, you know, the carbon based uh, human existence towards uh, the silicon based, and when these two do merge uh, we also talked about how Elon Musk you know said that artificial intelligence is the greatest existential threat to humanity but his answer to that was to become part of the artificial intelligence as to not become irrelevant by um, I mean it's just crazy it, with, Well, they're trying to
3: so they're trying um, to say Joe and Doug that we're going to be better humans and more super beings like the Ubermensch as Nietzsche called it you know by doing this and the crazy thing is no we won't we'll become more robotic and more machine based remember this and this is so important Lucifer cannot create life he doesn't have the ability only God alone only Yahweh can do that he's, he's, he's God he can create life but what Lucifer can do he can create machines he can do that with the technology that he has he can also take what God has done and he can mess it up with genetic splicing DNA, etc. He can move things around, give us GMOs, cause damage to the human beings, which is what his goal is. Remember, these Luciferian Kabbalists, what they want to do is to turn everything upside down. It says it in the Bible. You read about it in the book of Jeremiah. It talks about how everything's going to be turned upside down because that's their goal. These are the snake handlers. These are the serpent worshippers. That's what these guys are. And The craziest thing about this is is that this is their stated goal because they want to turn everything upside down that God created to be good and make it negative. And so if you're doing something good, they want you to make it do it bad. If it's bad, they, they, they want to flip everything upside down to make the world a, literally a living hell for the return of their serpent God. And so it's a big mess when you start getting involved with
2: it. And uh, put the spiritual implications aside for a second. Just imagine... Um, you know, how computers are so easily reprogrammed, accessed, hacked. That's right. Um, and if, just imagine a human being merging with machines, the ability to that anybody who knows how to, to work these systems would have to be able to manipulate your thoughts, inject thoughts into your mind to maybe give you an illness through some type of, of hacking. We've already seen people who've had um, computer chips put in their hand that it's the, the ability for them to be hacked and to, Um, One guy got a virus. So just, I mean, aside from the spiritual issues, um, there was a lot of of other issues that that come with this, and I don't know anybody who would want to be merged with a machine. I just don't see the benefits, regardless of what they say it can do.
3: It's just something that's just so you 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 got to remember our snowflake generation. You have to remember that our snowflake generation and the generation preceding them really don't go to church anymore. And the parents really haven't trained them in the ways of the world, within the ways of the Lord. They've been trained in the ways of the world with their iPhones and their iPads and their computers and their watches and all the other things they do and be tapped into the internet 24-7. They sleep with their phones underneath their pillows. They sleep with their phones beside their bed. They live in this electromagnetic sea of energy. And these kids basically promote what phone they have. I remember even Austin, or Austin never had a phone when he was in college. I wouldn't buy him one. When Harrison started school, what, three, four years ago now in college, he's 17, I'll be 18 next month. He told me, I'm talking about college now. He said, Dad, I need a phone so I can get to call you guys up to come pick me up because he didn't have a driver's license. And I had a flip phone. I said, I'll let you you have my flip phone. He goes, I I can't. It was a slide phone, slide phone, one flip phone, slide phone. He goes, Dad, I can't take a slide phone to school. I said, why not? He goes, I'll get beat up. (laughs) I said, no, you're not going to get beat up. But he was convinced that he had to have a really good smartphone in order to fit in. And so if the next person comes in, they take an exam because they have a computer chip in their brain, Joe, and they get a 100 on the exam, and they say, well, the reason I got a 100 on my exam is I have this computer chip. They're going to line up. Now, to me, and you, and your generation, and Doug's generation, and Austin's generation, we were raised without a lot of this type of technology, and so, no, we're not gonna line up. But remember, this isn't a five-year, or ten-year, or twenty-year plan, these are hundred-year plans these Kabbalists have to bring us into this Luciferian state. And this is what the Bible says, that we're gonna have this one-world system, we're gonna have a world without cash, that we're gonna be taking the mark of the beast if we wanna be able to buy and sell, and that's what they're moving us towards, that's what they're doing. In fact, you have to remember this Rothschild. These Rothschilds are these Kabbalists. And, and of course, there's one article here that was written. It's by Alexis and Macau. And they said that the Rothschilds have murdered up to seven U.S. presidents over the years. And it's a good article. You can read it. I'm I'm almost out of time, so I'm not going to read through it. And it's a very interesting article. And, uh, quite frankly, it's it's pretty accurate. I couldn't find anything wrong with it. And here's one with Katy Perry. She's trying to buy a convent from the Catholic Church. Up in Los, Los Angeles, it's a beautiful place, and the, the, and so the nuns that had lived there don't want her to buy it because they said she's basically a witch, and that they're, they're saying that the disgusting case Perry. That. Yeah, they're saying that they couldn't that she they, she couldn't recall being at the Salem's witch walk, <laughs> okay? And remember she had that big witch thing on TV on one of the music award things. And she's been branded disgusting by the nuns at the center of a court battle over a spectacular former convent in Los Angeles which she wants to buy. Sister Rita Callahan, 78, and Sister Rose Catherine Holtzman, 86, are locked in a battle over who has the right to sell the historic convent where they once lived. They argued the multimillion-dollar property cannot be sold to Katy Perry. So you guys should look this up. Katy Perry's offered $10 million in cash. And 4.5 million to buy and replace the retreat house, which is lived in by the priests on the site. And now she's saying that she was unaware of her witch's involvement. This is the same Katy Perry you can watch on YouTube saying that she sold her soul to the devil. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that comes out of the, you know, out of the out of the Luciferian mindset. And also, by the way, real quick, have one more note. Beauty and the Beast has an openly gay character who's like fawning over Gaston. And it's basically another one of these Disney mind control devices, as far as I'm concerned, in trying to indoctrinate our youth into the fact that they think that this homosexuality is okay. you, know, you got to remember, Disney had some weird stuff going on in his life, and he's, he had some strange beliefs. And if I had time, I'd go over the entire article with you guys. But be very careful taking children to see this movie, Beauty and the Beast. My girls will not be seeing it. They're not going to be taken to this... Beast that now is basically a Baphomet and, and, you know, and, and Bell actually bows down before him. I mean, this, this, all this stuff is not okay, especially with an openly gay character. They're trying to indoctrinate, indoctrinate, indoctrinate. That's why they have so many feminized boys now on the Disney Channel and the Disney programming. This is something you really need to stay away from. The Feds have dropped charges on a child porn case. And according to this author, James Holbrooks, it's because of the secrets they're trying to protect. In a case that's drawn criticism from multiple angles last week, federal prosecutors in Washington State dropped all charges against a man who allegedly downloaded chopped porn from a website that was infiltrated, taken over, and allegedly even improved, improved now, by the FBI. Doug, what do you think about this? When they actually set up websites to entrap people, and the FBI sets up their own porn websites. I mean, how many levels wrong is that?
1: Multiple levels, and, and that's... Um... That, that was the reason why we disbanded North, Northeast Intelligence Network back uh, about uh, a decade ago because we kept bumping into feds and feds attempting to assist uh, others in making bombs and uh, spreading out plans and such and yeah it, it, this is the way they operate but now we're resurging in a different direction but but that said yeah that, that's very common in, in all, at all levels including but not limited to uh, child pornography and, and, it's so, it, think of that as a computer fast and furious. That just has gone awry. So, and what bothers
2: well, me about the, that is the number of, of, you know, we've seen so many, um, in the Pentagon, the child porn all over the computers and, true. uh, the pedophilia that runs rampant in so many, uh, areas of our government and positions of power.
3: It's, it's the Sabbatai and way. It's what they do. By the way, the Bible is criminal. British court convicts preachers. A couple of preachers are out there preaching, and they were put on trial. and, a, and They're out on the street corner, and the British court has convicted two street preachers on a on, of a public order offense for preaching the Bible in public. The uh, public prosecutor in the case claimed that publicly quoting parts of the King James Bible should be considered to be obtruth, abusive, and it's a criminal matter. And Michael Overt of... Preach, St. Michael, United Kingdom, and Michael Stockwell of Southern New York were found guilty under the Crime and Disorder Act of 1998 at Bristol's Magistrate Court. And he goes, Prosecutor Ian Jackson also told the court to say to someone that Jesus is the only God is not a matter of truth, to the extent that they are saying that the only way to God is through Jesus, that cannot be a truth. I mean, you know, this is just getting crazy, guys. Now the guys are going to church for preaching on the street corner over in England. Uh, 23, it's, it's,
1: yeah, it's going to jail, and, and it's coming here. It's coming. Oh, up. yeah.
3: Uh, 23% of public school children now live in immigrant households. I wonder, I'm i going to repeat that. 23%, according to an article by Brendan Kirby, of public school children now live in immigrant households. And I love the, the quote. I'm going to say this. I hope I, you guys don't get mad at me. It was by the congressman out of Iowa. I think his name is King. And he okay. said, how are we supposed to rebuild our culture with other people's children? That's right. I mean, I don't even know how to do, I, I, I
1: don't. Uh, yep, I, I I I saw that editorial today in uh, I think it was one of the major newspapers, and uh, boy, did he get taken to the
3: said, for yeah his comments. Well, I mean, yeah. but think about it. I mean, he he said, "How how can we build our culture, the American culture, with other people's children?" I mean, you know, I'm not saying that we should be discriminatory towards minorities, but I don't think they should be getting special preferential treatment either, and that includes immigration and immigrants. I mean, come over here legally, like my mom did. I mean, do what you need to do to get it done right. Another article that I really got upset about last week, and I want to bring up to your show again, this this article, this lady this basically, um, how should I say this? I think she's a racist. She says that white men should pay an extra 5% in taxes because they're privileged and that basically they need to be given an equality tax to make them realize the privilege they have and how they should be able to get extra taxes levied against them. Now, I'm going to say something here again that may get people upset, but that's okay. The white thing here, and picking on whites all the time, I know they don't want white people around. We got that. I got that. That's okay. I got that. I know some of the Hispanics are saying that within 20 to 30 years we'll be a Hispanic country. I got that, and that's probably true now. But the point is this. You've got to look at the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant people that came over and really started the United States and created what's called the Protestant work ethic back in the 1700s and 1800s. That was taught to me at the business college at Florida State University back in the 80s. Now, whether or not they still teach that or not, I don't know. It was actually called the Protestant work ethic. Now, the thing about this is, is that it's something that we need to realize that if I was black, I would not be ashamed that I was black. If I was Hispanic, I wouldn't be ashamed that I was Hispanic. I'm white I'm not ashamed I'm white I'm proud of the fact that I'm white but why can't we say that why can't we come out and say that anymore I'm proud that I'm white Because I'd be proud of it no matter what color I was. We've made, they've made this reverse discrimination such just an anathema to me, Doug and Joe, that it nauseates me. I mean, the majority of the medical school students now are are basically discriminated against who are white. Doesn't matter what their GPAs are or their MCAT scores, you know, if they're even competing with anybody else even close to that same level, that's a minority they're automatically kicked out. Even if they have higher scores than these minorities, they're automatically kicked out. And that's just affirmative affirmative action run amok. And that's why, again, I don't believe a person should be placed in a position either in medical school or law school or dental school or whatever school you want to go to based on color. I think it should be based on performance. And I believe that the person who has the best credentials, the best grades, the best performance should be able to go. If they're black, let them go. If they're white, let them go. If they're Hispanic, let them go. But stop going against people because of skin color, and stop giving preferential treatment for those people that are skin colored. Newsflash, you guys, we just had a black president. Well, Muslim president. Well, it covers two. It covers the Muslims and the blacks in the last, you know, for the last eight years. I mean, we've already had that. I mean, I don't know how much more you want us to show you that you can do what you want to do in this country, regardless of skin color or your ethnic background or your religious beliefs. And so, guys, it's something that we need to understand that just leave the white people alone. You have to realize that, no, whites aren't perfect, blacks aren't perfect, Hispanics aren't perfect, nobody's perfect, but nobody deserves to be discriminated against because of skin color, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, or any color. What do you think, Joe and Doug?
2: No, you're exactly right. And it is discrimination the way that they, I mean, not that, with the safe spaces, with this, um, you know, white privilege stuff, it is reverse discrimination and to the way that they're going it's after just white discrimination people for period. being white. It is. And yeah, it's, it's crazy tr- the, the amount of um, of labels that they're throwing on everything to try to identify it and, and point it out as being racist or whatever. But, Ted, you brought us... Um, to the end of our of our hour, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight, folks. Check out Ted Brewer's radio show at healthmasters.com, right here on Global Star Radio Network. It's on after our program. It's on. Um, you can get the 24-hour listen live number right from his website. Ted, thank you so much.
1: God bless
3: you guys. Thanks so much. Remember, Doug Ten is our coupon code for the GHI cleanse and liver support. And God bless you guys. I appreciate both of you. All
1: right. Man. All right. We'll be right back with
2: Charlie Brandt right after this.
0: Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not cost an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit profitsincoconuts.com. Profitsincoconuts.com.
1: Hagman and Hagman Report, HagmanReport.com. That's our website. Hagman and Hagman for all of the show. Uh, well, to access the show, Hagman and Hagman.com. HagmanReport.com is our website. North uh, the, uh, the the reformatted Northeast Intelligence Network is coming alive again at HomelandSecurityUS.com. And uh, there you have it. The Bookmark please those websites as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to our any one of the websites and click on the YouTube to subscribe we ask that you do that because you know the censorship is pushing down search results and of course that's not not good it's never good folks do you need a fascinating speaker for your next conference dinner banquet or church event i i, I here's the place to go ocasa media for speakers uh ocasa media okay ocasa media's uh, their speakers bureau is second to none i'm going to give you a phone number all right 305 305- 396 That's OCASA, and I'm going to spell that for you. O-C-A-S-O Media. M-E-D-I-A. All right. The phone number three zero five three nine six two eight zero six. if you need a fascinating speaker. In fact, like the gentleman that's coming on right now, and, and you know, I had, uh, I had, I, I read this book when it first came out well over a decade ago, and then, a new version was just released here a number of months ago, well last year now, but still a number of months ago. I heard you paint houses. In fact, it was re released with an updated fifty seven page conclusion. This is about one of the most interesting conspiracies of the, well, interesting mysteries, I guess, of the 20th century. That uh, happened on July 30th, 1975, with the murder of Jimmy Hoffa. Now, people might say, well, what relevance in the, what in the world is that, how is that relevant to today? It has many of the underpinnings of of some, well, the template of organized crime is still in operation today. And you'll learn a lot from that. Our uh, guest coming up is Charles Brant. This gentleman I I have a lot of respect for. He's incredible. He was born and raised in New York City. He's a a former Queens Junior High School teacher, but he became a welfare investigator in East Harlem, a homicide investigator, a prosecutor, chief deputy attorney general of the the state of Delaware. He was in private practice since 1976. Charles Brant is the past president of the Delaware Trial Trial Lawyers Association. And he was named by one of his peers, or by his peers, as one of the best lawyers in America. That's a title that is not, uh, given lightly. He's a frequent speaker on cross-examination and interrogation techniques for reluctant witnesses. As a matter of fact, he wrote another book, um, which is a fabulous book as well. I have that too, The Right to Remain Silent. It's, uh, it's a very was well, an incredible book. It's a detective thriller based on major crimes that uh, our guests saw through interrogation techniques. And as a matter of fact, I just want to mention this real quick here. Um, former President Ronald Reagan wrote to our, our guest, Charles Brandt, an unsolicited fan letter about uh, that book uh, for forthright stand on improving protection of law-abiding citizens, the right to remain silent. It, it dramatically challenges the Miranda rules, uh, rule of restrictions on the use of interrogation by U.S. law enforcement. This gentleman is, again, one of my, he, one of my heroes. I look up to this guy. Um he, he has no clue who I am, but I, again, I've got his books and we're going talking about his, again, the updated book, I Heard You Paint Houses, the two, 2016 edition with the up, updated 57 page conclusion. Mr. Brandt, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
8: Thank you for your very generous introduction to your audience. I appreciate it.
1: Well, no, no problem. I, I've I've read your your latest your updated book. I, I heard your paid houses. I, I know I know the I know the story. So it's kind of it's going to be kind of hard for me to kind of um, uh, walk through this without spoilers. But, but I can say this though. Um, one thing I can say, I'm pretty sure without without uh, it actually being a, spoil, a spoiler. Your book is going to be made into, or is in the process of being made into, a major motion picture. Um, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese is the man behind, it, along with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. So it's kind of uh, pretty interesting, as a matter of fact. Um,
8: don't don't leave that out Al Pacino.
1: Oh, Al Pacino. That's right. I forgot about him too. Well, yes, uh, a great line. going to play the play,
8: play the mafia boss Russell Buffalino Pacino's okay. going to play Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, Bob De Niro is going to play Frank Sheeran, the Irishman, and the uh, uh, hitman for a hitman for Buffalino and a hitman for Hoffa, and uh, you know, um, quite a cast. Wow!
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you're, and you know, as I understand it, you you met with uh, Mr. Scorsese, and I believe. Uh, Robert De Niro. It's supposed to be for an hour meeting. He ended up spent like four hours with with the with the pair, right? And with somebody else, I think. And,
8: also with them was the screenwriter Steve Zalian who won an Oscar for Schindler's List, wrote American Gangster, and on and on. He's a he's a great screenwriter, and so it was a meeting at a hotel in New York. It was supposed to last an hour, and it lasted four hours. And part of the reason it lasted, just the, just the four of us in a hotel room at the Park of Meridian on 57th Street. And part of the reason that it lasted so long is that uh, we had a lot in common. We I grew up Italian, although my last name isn't. I didn't know my father's parents. They were gone before I was born, and my father was assimilated into my mother's gigantic family, uh, Italian family. And so I was raised Italian in New York City and I would have been a year ahead of Scorsese in high school, two years ahead of De Niro, and we had the nineteen fifties to talk about, much less the movie <laughs> up here.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> just to be just to just to have a seat at that table would have been fun. That's that's for sure. Oh um, for sure. Well and, and folks uh Mr Brandt's website is Charles Brandt B R A N D T author.com and i really highly recommend this uh all of his books but this one in particular i heard you paint houses and, and that is a line I, i'm going to let you take this away because i i, I love i love your style I, I just i love your narration of this story i've I've listened to it several times on several, several different venues you, what does that mean i i heard you paint houses just go ahead and run with that
8: yes sir uh in the um Uh, Frank the Irishman Sharon had 411 combat days in World War II when the average was 80. And he was in General Patton's killer division. They had the most atrocities, charges brought against them of any other division. And um, Frank came out of that a seasoned veteran who, uh, when a lieutenant said to him, take this prisoner behind the lines for questioning, he would do that. But if the lieutenant added the words, and hurry back uh that meant you take them uh, some short distance and you kill them and so that's what he did during the war he was not a bad man he he was not he was following orders and uh, he grew up a pretty decent fellow his his father had studied for the priesthood for 5 years and his mother went to mass every morning of, of his life and one day he was um uh driving a truck for food fair which is a uh a, Food, a food chain of supermarkets in those days, and he was in upstate new york and his uh, car his truck broke down at a at a truck stop he couldn't get it started and this little Italian man came over to him and offered to get it started for him well, the little Italian man was the, the powerful mafia boss Russell Buffalino, who was also a master mechanic, so he started the truck, and Buffalino was taken by this six foot four two hundred and twenty pound solid human being uh, with a certain the edge of combat and he courted Frank into his way of life which was the life of the Mafia Frank became a very trusted uh, right hand to Russell Buffalino and one day Frank said to Russell that he had seen the movie On the Waterfront and he thought he'd like to get into union work he was then a, a union truck driver Teamsters Union Well, shortly after that, they were sitting at the Friendly Tavern in Philadelphia, a mob hangout in those days, and uh, the phone was brought to the table. Um, Buffalino said hi to, to whoever was on the other end of the line and then handed the phone to Sheeran and said, Say hello to your union president. It was Jimmy Hoffa. And the first words Hoffa uttered to Frank the Irishman Sheeran And and they were to become lifelong friends, uh, 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 lifetime friends, Um, and and Sharon became a huge supporter of of houses. The first words uttered to Frank were, I heard you paint houses, and that means I heard you kill people, that the paint is the blood that spatters on the walls and the floor. And Sharon replied, I do my own carpentry work too, which means I dispose of the bodies. And he had been doing that work for Buffalino. And now Buffalino was lending him to Hoffa. Hoffa had just become president of the Teamsters and there were people that he needed he felt he needed to get rid of. And so, uh he flew Frank to Chicago. They flew Frank to Chicago and Frank began his career as a hitman for both Buffalino and for Hoffa, but also as close as he was to Buffalino, he became even closer to Hoffa. And, uh, that's, I think that answers that
1: question. But yeah, that, that does.
8: Going on, you got to stop me once in a while. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and I think I think it's important to, just for people to understand that, uh, uh, and you've characterized, uh, Frank Sheehan as having a Huck Finn kind of lifestyle, or it's been characterized that way. Uh, so he, he had a rough childhood. He grew up in a tough, uh, a tough Philadelphia area, uh, before his army, uh, Stint. He got in a fight every day on those to and from school. Basically, he had to fight his way to and from school. That is, and then of yeah. course, as you you know, as you pointed out, uh, 411 combat days when the average was 80. Um yeah. he, You know, uh, so, well, so this, this is, guy. Yeah. Go ahead. If, well, I was
8: just going to say this is a. A biography of the man. It's not simply what happened to Hoffa. That that might be four chapters in the book, as you know, but it's uh, it's a biography of this very complicated man. He was not just an ordinary thug. Uh, he yeah. he didn't know what the mafia was until he met Russell Buffalino And back yeah. in those days, America didn't really know what the mafia was, and you
1: know, yeah, it, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, very true. And, and imagine, you know, I could I, in reading this book, and in, the book is so well written. Uh, and again, the name of the book, as I heard you paint houses, um, the the uh, story of Frank Ho- or uh, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, but uh, the uh, the again, so, so very well written, and it really provides yeah. insight into the operation operation of the time. Just imagine sitting there as a truck driver and and head of the union is on the other end of the line. So, yeah, it's just an, an yeah. amazing time period, too. Okay. All right. Wow. And okay. The
8: book is based on um, on nearly five years of tape-recorded interviews that I did of the Irishman, Frank the Irishman Sheeran. The movie right now is on the working title of The Irishman, but they're going to revert to the title of the book when they release the movie. The just for working title purposes, they call it The Irishman. So if anybody Googles it, you'll find The Irishman. But when it comes out as a movie, it'll be I Heard
1: You Paint Houses. Gotcha. We'll yeah. Gotcha. So, so
8: now so you were... I've been were, close to five years with this man, and, and we went everywhere together. I went to uh, mafia social clubs with him. And um, there's one photograph, and you mentioned the new version, which came out in July of... Uh, of uh, 2016 with the additional 57 pages. And those 57 pages are stories I couldn't tell before in the other two editions of 2004 and 2005 because I would be talking about very dangerous men who were then still active. But by the time 2016 rolled around, those men were either dead or in prison or had become cooperating witnesses in one one very important Situation, so I was able to tell some stories I couldn't tell before, but also a lot of corroboration of what Sharon told me had come to light uh, and come to my attention, and so that's included in the uh, in the new edition of the book. Okay, and so, right. but it's but it's not only based on on what he told me. A lot of it is in his own voice. He was a very articulate, often humorous guy. And I get credit for some of the lines in the book, uh, such as uh, one that I get credited for a lot is uh, he couldn't fight to keep his hands warm. People say, "Boy, that's a great line," and I say, "I know. I wish I had said it." <laughs> it was Frank's <laughs> line, you know, and and so much of the book is in Frank's own voice, as you know. I, you know, not every other chapter, but I, you know, I set it up with my narrative, and then Frank gets to talk, and you, you get to hear him. And I've got all that on tape. In fact, the FBI had subpoenaed my tapes and when they sent them back to me, uh, they sent me um tapes with the FBI case number on it and the very very formal Federal Bureau of Investigation labels on it, you know. It
1: was very Not nice. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that before. Um, well, well, okay. So uh, the, the way you got into this, y- here you are at your law office. It's my understanding in Wilmington, Delaware, yeah. and you. Correct. and The phone rings, right? Correct. And you get a call. And it was and, and, sure. Go ahead. Well, yeah, just take it from there. Uh, the,
8: the whole country kind of knew that Frankie Irishman Sheeran was was a prime suspect in Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. Even though they were uh, like family, uh, the FBI had figured out uh, who was involved uh, by way of informants. Uh, They didn't know how they were involved. They didn't know what the characters had done, but they identified eight participants in in the Hoffa disappearance in a memo called the Hoffa's Memo, Prepared by the case agent for the FBI, a fellow by the name of Bob Garrity. I got to know Bob after the book came out. In fact, it was after the paperback edition came out. He came to a book signing mine, and uh, and he said, "Make it out to Bob Garrity." And I said, "I know that name. Who are you?" And he said, "I'm not the Hoffa case agent." He said, uh, "I read your hardback twice." He said, "We always liked Sheeran for it, but the uh, the Hoffa family thought that the sun rose and set on Frank Sheeran." And here's a man as close as he was to Hoffa. In fact, he was quoted in the uh, New York Times as saying, "I'll be a Hoffa man till they pat my face with a shovel and steal my cufflinks." And oh my. Uh, and it was it was this man that I was traveling with, and and I was helping him unburden the guilt he had. He was forced to kill Hoffa by Russell Buffalino. and he said to me. If I ever said no to Russell, you and I wouldn't be sitting here today talking. Jimmy would be just as dead, and I'd have gone to Australia with him, and going to Australia means being buried, you know going down under sure and so you know he 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 was plagued by that, and um uh, not so much by some of the other murders that he committed, <laughs> because some of these people deserved it. They violated mafia rules, and they stole. Or they did something they shouldn't have, and he was sent out to kill them. Those they, they bothered him, but not like uh, like having to turn on his uh, on his mentor. Yeah, well,
1: uh-huh. And then this is something I found very interesting because I, I know that you taught uh, interrogation, and uh, mm-hmm. a couple of a couple of statements you've made. Um, and I'm not sure if it was in the book or in interviews or whatever, but uh, they want to tell you, meaning, and I think you quoted uh, yeah. uh, one of your instructors. It, it, when you have a suspect or you're talking with a suspect or, or, or whoever, uh, people want to tell you and they want to talk in so far as unburdening themselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and this is kind well, of what... Word.
0: Yeah. That that's That's in,
8: in the conclusion chapter. When the, when the detective, Wilmington police detective, who was very good at at getting um, confessions, and I wanted to learn from him. And I said, you know, how do you get these confessions? He said, they want to tell you child.
1: <laughs> wow, this is incredible and, and folks we're talking our guest is uh mr charles brandt his website charles brandt b r a n d t author dot com it's in our program description and, and i highly recommend getting his uh getting his book um i heard you paint houses uh i personally like the uh the actual physical book, but it's available in multiple formats number one
2: new york times bestseller yep that's and right. uh, yeah, just a, as as excellent reviews. I have not read the book myself, but I listened to some of the interviews that you were listening to earlier, and, and this is
1: just some fascinating stuff. I love uh, this subject matter. And, and you know, G- Jimmy Hoffa was was a uh, he was one of the most powerful figures in politics. He was a major figure in, in American politics. Many people may not know who Hoffa was today. You know, the millennials. Yeah. You know, but- I think they recognize it for the. The, the case being
2: open and and the yeah. uh, never finding the body never being solved, yeah, but exactly. yeah he was a, a huge labor leader, and um, for folks who have Netflix there's a, a movie with, I think from the '80s with Jack Nichol- Nicholson that uh, it's just called Jimmy Hoffa, and it's pretty interesting and doing some some research on it it's a uh, it's a big part of American history It deals with Kennedy and the mafia and and the uh, labor unions and the corruption. Within
1: our government, exactly. Yeah. But but yeah. I'm going to tell you that the and, crazy, and
8: crazy Joey Gallo.
1: Oh, that's yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> who, who was who was there Gallo? Was, he, I mean, okay, well, was, for the people,
8: Crazy Joey Gallo was a uh, kind of renegade member of the Colombo crime family, and uh, uh, he he uh, decided he wanted to have his own crime family, the Gallo family. And he was gunned down in Umberto's Clam House on Mulberry Street in New York's Little Italy in uh, 1972. And that was a huge hit. I was uh, then a, a homicide investigator in Delaware when it happened. And uh, in those days, nobody took seriously the notion that you could solve a mob hit, that no one would, would want to be a witness. And uh, he was such a, a well-known renegade, uh, One of the one of the lines of his that was then rolling around and was kind of famous. Bobby Kennedy had subpoenaed him during some labor racketeering before Kennedy became attorney general. He was uh, Bobby. He was uh, chief counsel to the uh, Labor Rackets Committee and uh, he subpoenaed um, Joey Gallo and Joey Gallo went to Kennedy's office and uh, looked at the secretary, looked at the rug and said, hey, this rug would make a great crap game. (laughs) okay (laughs) anyway um, uh, what happened was that um, uh, the, the prevailing story was that Gallo was celebrating his I think it was his 40th birthday party at Umberto's Clam House and three Italian hitmen came in and opened fire on him they shot his bodyguard the Greek in the butt and shot Gallo numerous times finally killing him he ran outside of the uh, of the club of the restaurant clam bar and was finished off in the street on Hester Street and Mulberry Street in Manhattan and um, the the word then was that three Italians had had rushed in and opened fire there were two movies made of Joey Gallo one Peter Boyle if you remember him he was the father on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond Oh yeah. He was the monster in the uh uh the humorous Franken- young Frankenstein the young Frankenstein a very accomplished actor. He played um Joey Gallo in one of the two movies and I forget who who played Joey Gallo in the other movie uh, uh a, a kind of lesser known Italian actor but somebody you know that we would whose name we'd recognize anyway in in both of those he was killed by three Italians and um in all the articles on, on that and all the books, there were a number of books about Crazy Joey, and they all had him being killed by three Italians who burst in. Well, in the new edition, there's a photograph that isn't in the prior editions. It's Frank and me at a um, uh, a benefit for a retiring teamster, and it's a table full of beer bottles, and somebody just took, took a snapshot. Really, they were trying to get a picture of the legendary Frank Sheeran at the head of the table. And they got a picture at the precise moment that Sheeran had confessed to me that he had killed Gallo and that he had done it by himself. And there's there's a little look of, of Sheeran withdrawing a little bit, as he always did when he confessed something new to me. and uh, and And as me... You can see you can't see the tape recorder, but you can well imagine that what I'm doing, I'm leaning in on him to make sure that i I get this on tape um, despite the, the beer bottle noise in the background and um, uh, so we we had that. I had that. My publisher had that, and I had him, as I mentioned for five years, I had him to myself, and it, I didn't just have him on the witness stand for an afternoon. So if he told me he killed Gallo, I then challenged him on it, and then challenged him again on it, and he convinced me without question that it was a, he was a lone gunman and he had killed Gallo, and it went a, it went against uh, six or eight books, it went against two movies, it went against <laughs> you know profiles in the New York Times and that sort of thing, but he stuck to his guns. Well. The the hardback came out, and the hardback has a picture of Frank about the age he would have been when Gallo was shot in Umberto's. And um, it turns out that an uh, an editor, uh, a big-shot editor at the New York Times, um, she she was, at the time that I got to meet her, she was the national assignment editor, which meant that nobody wrote... um, about that, had anything to do with our nation as opposed to international articles, unless she assigned it. She was a very big, big deal. And the people in the newspaper racket knew that she had been there that night. She'd been an eyewitness to it. She didn't come forward. She was there with her girlfriend, her girlfriend's brother, and the brother's wife. And, um, you know, New Yorkers know stay out of the way when there's a mob hit, <laughs> and don't offer any uh, identifications, please. So they beat it out of there, uh, the four of them. But everybody in, the, you know, who knew her knew she had been there that night. They also knew that she didn't like to talk about it and that she didn't um, read anything about it. She didn't see any of the movies on Gallo. She just stayed away from it. Well, somebody, call, one of the uh, old-time newspaper reporters, called her attention to the Charlie.
0: photograph... Right. Mr. Sorry, Brand. I don't mean yeah. to interrupt. Yeah, we got
1: to stop right there for just for a three-minute break here. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt there, folks. You're listening to author Charles Brand. His website: charlesbrandauthor.com. We're gonna be right back three minutes. Don't go away.
7: We found that most people don't have enough food and water to survive, let alone any medicinals to save their life. We are offering 25% off our must-have American Heritage Army Kit. It contains 12 homeopathic remedies, a booklet that goes over everything in your kit, and our brand new book, Major Disasters Lessons Learned. Just enter coupon code HADMAN. In life or a disaster, you must be able to take care of yourself. You may not be a medical doctor, and your grandmother and your great-grandmother probably weren't either, but they still knew how to minister to their family's health issues, and so can you. Check out our American Heritage Journey's Kit at www.chaincloselwoods.com. Your life may depend on it.
1: Welcome back folks to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, uh, one last segment. Uh with uh charles brant mr charles brant uh charles uh, right up to the top of the hour we've got and uh this is such a, a delight for me because you've heard of jimmy hoffa you've heard of his mis- mysterious disappearance on july 30th 1975 you've heard of all kinds of conspiracy theories all kinds of theories but you know what folks you want to know what really happened you want to know the details of the man um of the men involved the man himself uh, uh, William, or, or I'm sorry, Charles Brandt, and it really has done the job. And with the new updated conclusion that was just released just last year, it also includes independent evidence forever corroborating Frank Sheeran's confession to the Hoffa murder provided by an FBI cooperating witness, the former boss of the uh, Buffalino Mafia family, the crazy Joe Gallo murder provided by the, by is uh, Mr. Ramos is saying, a respected New York Times editor who is an eyewitness to the murder, and to participating in the mafia, listen to this, conspiracy to assassinate President John F. Kennedy in Dallas. Um, also, that was provided uh, by statements made by New Orleans and Dallas to ter- territorial Moss- Mafia, uh, yeah, I can talk. Mafia boss, <laughs> it's Friday. Mafia boss, Carlos Marcelo, and Robert F., and by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the son of Marcelo's arch enemy, Bobby Kennedy. And as right before the break, uh, Mr. Brand was discussing the, uh, Gallo murder, or, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, at Umberto's and the witness and such before we rudely cut him off. So, Mr. Brand, go ahead and pick up where he left off.
8: Okay, I'll try to wrap it up quickly. Uh, that that segment of it, anyway. Uh, this New York Times editor looked at the photograph of Sheeran and said, "This gives me chills." That's the man who killed Gallo. And so I then got in touch with the co- ex-cop, a retired cop, uh, Joe Coffee, who wrote a book himself called The Coffee Files. Anyway, he was the homicide investigator that homicide that investigated the Gallo hit. So I called him up and said. Uh, You know, here's what I have. I have this woman. uh, You know, I was a homicide investigator myself, so I'm calling him colleague to colleague. He said, "Well, you've solved it." He said, "We left the story out there that it was three Italian gunmen, as what's what's known as an integrity test." so that if an informant comes forward and wants to sell information about where to find these three Italians or who these three Italians are, we just throw them out of the office because, you know, we we know it was a lone gunman and we knew he was an Italian. And so, uh, you know, that was very gratifying to have that uh, in in the face of long odds. You know, I actually had been advised by one one of the editors to leave the gallow hit out of the book. Uh, because there was so much other material stuff that if you know we're going up against two movies and several books and the prevailing belief, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I said, no, if if I'm wrong and I know I'm right because I was there when he confessed it to me, and I have a photograph of it, and that photograph is in the uh, is in the new edition of the book. So yeah, that again, was that. I if you don't mind, I'd like to answer a question you 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 asked me earlier. And then sure. I got a little carried away, and that was you, you had the, you had me had the setup of me sitting at my office, and I get a phone call. You, you recall that question?
1: Absolutely, yep.
8: Okay, yep. Well, what had happened then was that um, I I had uh, as, as stated earlier, I'd been a homicide investigator, and then a uh, homicide prosecutor, chief deputy attorney general of Delaware. Then I went into private practice. And my goal was to become a medical malpractice lawyer. I had that in my mind for a long time, but it, it takes a long time before you can earn a living at that. And so I did some criminal defense work. And uh, I was then in the role of a medical malpractice lawyer when I got a phone call from a, a man named Franny McDonald, who was an associate in the um, Angelo Bruno crime family of Philadelphia. Angelo had Philly Russell Buffalino was the boss of all the rest of Pennsylvania, upstate New York, parts of New York City, and parts of New Jersey. He was also the man that um, that all the rest of them looked up to. He was not on seating, he was not seated on the commission because when the commission was set up it was it was the five families of New, the heads of the five families of New York. but the commission did nothing of any consequence without. Uh, Russell's approval or Russell's planning. And, um, so I get this call from one of Angelo Bruno's men, Franny McDonald. Frank Sheeran was in prison. He had gotten 32 years worth of sentences, consecutive sentences, um, and was doing his time. He was 70 years old. And, uh, they wanted me to get him out on medical grounds, early parole on medical grounds. You know, that was my field, medical malpractice. And it was easy. He had severe spinal stenosis and an arthritic condition of the spine that was impinging on his spinal cord. It, he had to go around in a wheelchair, and uh, he needed surgery. And they, the, the prison itself was happy to release him. Um, why he was doing 32 years, it's because he was one of those eight men on on Bob Garrity's Hopex memo the the suspects in in office disappearance and the FBI hounded those men the way they put Al Capone in jail for uh, tax evasion they got them for whatever they could get them for and in Frank's case it was labor racketeering and I can tell you that anyone else would have gotten five years he got 32 years the FBI was trying to put pressure on all of these men to see who would crack and uh, so I get this call to get him out. And um, I do. It was was pretty easy. I filed the necessary papers. We had the hearing. And he gets released. Well, he then uh, takes my little uh, paralegals and me and my junior partner to an Italian uh, hangout, Italian restaurant, Vincent. He's a mafia hangout in a private room with uh, a table full of uh, eight guys named Rocco, Frank Sheeran, me and my little staff. And these these guys are talking about how amazing it is that they're still alive and how much they hate the FBI agent, Quinn John Tam, who had uh, hounded Sharon into, into a 32-year sentence. I ended up shaving a, uh, for like 15 years off his sentence as a result of his medical condition. And um, so we're having this luncheon um we don't really fit in you know we're listening and uh after the luncheon, Frank takes me aside and he said that he's tired of being written about in all the books on Hoffa because that Hoffa's memo was released leaked and so these authors had it um Steve Stephen Brill and Dan Moldaya and some other authors had it and it was the basis of these books that came out in 1978 uh, three years after Hoffa's disappearance, and Sheeran was prominent in all of them as participating in the Hoffa uh, Hoffa's murder. By then, everyone knew it was murder, but they didn't know what he'd done. And um, he, here he is telling me he's tired of of being written about in all the books on Hoffa. All the articles on 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 Hoffa had him listed. Uh, Sheeran was profiled in the New York Times, profiled in Newsweek magazine and uh, everywhere, uh, as uh, really, as the number one suspect in the disappearance. And he said he was tired of it. And he said to me, you know, I read your book, The Right to Remain Silent, in jail. And that was the book that uh, Doug mentioned earlier that was based on uh, homicides that I solved through interrogation. And uh, it, it's a novel, it's fiction, it's a detective story with a detective named Lou Razzi but, uh, the, the dialogue in it is just the stuff I did, you know. And I, I wrote it from memory. So, um, and I, it's actually my favorite book. It's a really very well reviewed, uh, TriStar Pictures took an option on it, but then they, as it, as it goes in Hollywood, they, I don't remember exactly what happened, but they, uh, they never did make the movie. Uh, but in any event, if anyone's interested in that book, they can order it on my website. I uh, and, Brandt, and huh? I
1: I, I got to tell you I got to tell you Mr. Brandt that to me is even I mean it's relevant and I understand how you wrote it but it's relevant today people can get a lot out of that book right now uh the right to remain silent Oh uh,
8: that's sweet I I hope so. I, I I meant it. I meant that to be the case that it would influence people's perspective on on um on certain criminal procedures. But, yes. Anyway, um Frank tells me he read my book. And, uh, and he also mentioned that, uh, uh, to me that he had seen that Ronald Reagan had praised it. It was publicized in the paper. And it's a law and order book. It has a, a line of dialogue in it that confession is a basic human need like food and shelter. It's, you know, it's not a, it's not a book where the, the cops are the bad guys, you know. It's a book where the cops are the really, really good guys. And right. uh Aaron said to me, I read your book and I wanna I wanna write a book. I'm tired of being written about as, as being involved with in the Jimmy Matter, that he he would call it, and I want you to write it. As soon as he said that, I knew in every instinct in my fiber that this man has something he wants to get off his chest. Guilt and a burden that he's carrying around with him. And um I said, sure. Let's meet. So we schedule a meeting at his apartment in uh, Springfield, Pennsylvania. It was a um, he was not. He was walking with a cane. He had, didn't have a surgery yet. But uh, there's a picture of him in the in the book, sitting in uh, in a wheelchair, and he looks so tough. If you recall that picture, um, I do. Sitting in his wheelchair, You wouldn't fight him in a wheelchair, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, so I go there, you know, knock on the door. He answers it, and there's a man in a suit behind him. And I think, oh, no. You know, if you're going to interrogate somebody, you're going to question somebody, you don't need a third party there. You don't want a third party there. Right. And he says to me, um, he says, this is my lawyer, Charlie Brant. This is my other lawyer, Jimmy Lynch, the Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Lynch, the Catholic? And he reaches out his hand and says, Hiya, Charlie. How you doing? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, you know, so uh I go to the bathroom. And uh, while I'm in the bathroom, the phone rings. I come out, and Sharon's on the phone. And it, at, in those days, he was wearing a uniform of sweatpants and a sweatshirt, you know. And uh he hung up, and he turned to Jimmy Lynch, and he said, that matter, we got to do it now. Now? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you do it. If you want it, you do it when they want to do it, not when you want to do it. So Frank went in and changed his shirt, got into something a little more presentable, came back out, and Jimmy Lynch said, what are we going to do with Charlie? And Frank said, we'll take him with him. It'll be good. So that was my first taste of running around with Frank Sheeran in mob, mob-controlled mob events. So I went with him. I went with the, with, with Jimmy Lynch driving us to South Philly to a restaurant that's no longer in business called um, the Mona Lisa, and it was owned. Angelo Bruno had been whacked already; he, the boss of the family, um, and and his replacement also got whacked. And now the boss was a, a Sicilian named John Stanford. And I walked into this to this restaurant. It was the only time I was really personally scared. The whole time I was with Frank. We walk into the restaurant, and somebody hits the deadbolt lock behind us. The sound of that lock (laughs) went right through.
1: Yeah, now it's a a party.
8: I'm looking at uh, at killers in the room. You know they're killers, you know. And um, it turns out what it was was a a civil lawsuit. Uh, Frank had complained that when he went to jail, there were two guys collecting loan shark money for him on his behalf. And they claimed that they gave that money to little Nicky Scarfo, who had been the uh, uh, the boss at that time. And Nicky was in jail serving uh, four life sentences for ordering hits. And Nicky uh, revealed from prison that they did not give him the money. So uh, they were on trial. And Sharon was represented by Big Billy Dalia, who was uh, Russell Buffalino's underboss and john stamp the underboss represented those the other two men who were the two defendants in the case and stamp was the judge so i'm sitting there at the bar and they're, they're right next to the table next to me and i'm listening to this trial you know it was such a hoot, and it was so different for me because as a as a homicide investigator and as a as a homicide prosecutor i handled state cases you know the 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 crimes, the true crimes in America, really are not handled by the feds. In fact, uh, until more recently, when the feds got RICO jurisdiction of of mob murders, the only uh, uh, jurisdiction the FBI had in murder cases was murder that occurred in a national park or murder that occurred on an Indian reservation. Ninety five right. and percent and more. Of the crimes in America were then and are now uh, the, the province of local jurisdictions, district attorneys, state police, city police, county police, and um, uh, oh, back
1: then <laughs> you did the work that they got the credit. Basically,
8: <laughs> well, you know I I don't know, but um, they got credit for whatever it was that they did, but they, they certainly didn't handle the rapes and the murders that occur. We just handled them and, you know, got credit for them. We didn't have time to think about it. We were so busy. It was a a crime wave in in the early 70s that was just incredible. America had never experienced anything like it. And and we never left that crime wave. I got news. Despite the statistics that show there were less murders, well, there should be a hell of a lot less murders. We got 911. Everybody's got a cell phone. You know, uh, what what was a murder then would maybe be a, a bullet in the abdomen. And, and you would die. You know, you, it would take so long to get you to a hospital. There was no 911 to call. Uh, and, and when an ambulance came, the only, um, uh, qualification that the ambulance driver had was that he was a fast driver. Now they come with a whole medical team, you know, when they, when they come, to, come upon a shooting, you know. So, so many, so many people that would have died in, in 1965, let's say. Uh, in 1975, even so many of those people today survive and are not listed as murder victims. But uh, anyway, I'm getting mm. carried away here. But
1: well, uh, no, this is fascinating, though. I mean, just the the time period and, and the feelings and everything. I mean, this is really fascinating. Um, yeah, we we've got about uh, my goodness, we only have about 11 minutes left. Uh okay. Wow. Let's skip forward if we can, because we could do this. I I, I we could listen all all night long, but um, Well
8: bless you, I appreciate it.
1: Well, you know, and, and again, we're talking with uh Mr. Charles Brandt, his book, uh I Heard You Paint Houses, twenty sixteen edition, updated fifty-seven page conclusion, his website, Charles dot com, highly recommend all of his books. From I heard you paying houses to the right to remain silent, especially that it's relevant today. Let's move up to um, Jimmy Hoffa himself. The conditions surrounding his disappearance, if you don't mind, if that's all right, no. just kind of walk us through sure. that situation. Okay.
8: Sure. Well, uh, Jimmy was put in jail in 1967 by Bobby Kennedy. The efforts of Bobby Kennedy as um, as Attorney General under his under his uh, brother John F. Kennedy, President Kennedy. Well, once President Kennedy was killed in, on November 22nd, 1963, uh, Bobby Kennedy's reign as Attorney General w- was about to end uh, because L- Lyndon Johnson didn't like him, and um, uh, and Bobby was committed to get the mafia. He was committed to get Jimmy Hoffa. He had formed a squad called the Get Hoffa Squad for labor racketeering and whatever he could get Hoffa on. And he finally did, and after Hoffa uh, and then then uh, in nineteen sixty four Bobby Kennedy ran for, and successfully the Senate in new york and that that was the end of the crusade against the mafia in nineteen sixty seven all all of Hoffa's appeals had run out, and he ended up going to jail Lewisburg prison in pennsylvania uh and um in nineteen 19- Seventy then, um, the Mafia bribed then President Richard Nixon to get Hoffa released. And when Hoffa was released, there were restrictions placed on his pardon. Uh they They paid one one uh, section of the Mafia paid a half a million dollars to Attorney General John Mitchell, and that was delivered by Frank Sheeran himself, that first half a million. The second half a million that came in, uh, came in with the request that a restriction be put on Hoffa so that he not run for president of the Teamsters again. You know, the the Teamsters pension fund was the Hoffa's, was the uh, Mafia's bank. They used it to build Las Vegas loans galore. Under Hoffa, all the loans were secured and they were paid. Uh, under his, under his successor, Frank Fitzsimmons, who was scared to death of the Mafia and didn't have Hoffa's guts. Uh, uh, the successor let the mafia walk all over him, and have unsecured loans, have loans that weren't fully collateralized, and they just had a field day. With it was a billion dollar fund, which in those days, I don't know what a billion dollars in nineteen seventy was today's dollars, but you know it was a lot of money. And uh, a bunch. And the and the uh, pension fund was the second largest lender. Uh, in the United States for uh, land deals, the largest w- was uh, Chase Bank. You know, so um, Hoffa gets out, and he swears that he's going to fight the restrictions on his pardon. He knows that they were put there by by friends of Frank Fitzsimmons to keep Hoffa from running. He knows that he's going to win his legal battle because while the President of the United States has the power to pardon, he doesn't have the power to put a restriction on the pardon and and restrict someone's life after they get out. You you can pardon, and and that's all the Constitution allows you to do. So everybody knew that Hoffa was going to win, but Hoffa was was a very belligerent guy, and he kept, not only am I going to win, but I'm going to expose the corruption under Fitzsimmons and how the Mafia got a stranglehold. Now, the Mafia never really had a stranglehold when, when Hoffa ran things, but they... And 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 they worked through Russell Buffalino. So if you're, say, Tony Provenzano, a, a mafia capo in the Genovese family, and you want to get a loan to, for a restaurant friend of yours or somebody that's paying you under the table to get the loan, you wouldn't go to the pension fund. You'd go to Russell Buffalino, and Buffalino would arrange it. So uh, here was Hoffa out there talking uh, imprudently. Sharon said he was just puffing. Hopper was not going to expose anybody, but the mafia couldn't take that chance. And so um, uh, Hoffa's biggest enemy in the mafia was that, that Tony Provisano I just mentioned a little while ago. And so a fake meeting was arranged for, for Detroit, where Hoffa lived, uh, and Hoffa thought he was going to be meeting, that he and Frank Sheeran were going to be meeting with um, with Tony Giacalone of Detroit, who was a personal friend of, of Hoffa's, and uh, Tony Provenzano was going to come in from New Jersey, and they were going to square this beef and get Provenzano behind Hoffa and in support, uh, and, and Provenzano controlled a, a number of delegates to the election. And um, uh, Hoffa showed up to the meeting and was picked up in a car taken to a house where he thought uh the meeting was going to take place and as soon as he walked in he was shot behind the ear twice
1: and and, so, and I think it should be yeah I think it should be pointed out too and uh uh Frank Sheeran was uh and Jimmy Hoffa good friends lifetime friends as you put it uh and I yeah. believe uh I, I, we, didn't Jimmy Hoffa believe that uh Frank, the actual killer, uh, was there to protect him. Was there as his yeah. bodyguard.
0: Yeah, that's wow. what he
1: thought. That, so. Well, it was arranged
8: that Frank would be there as as the hopper man. And then wow. Frank and I uh I treated him right, I rented a Cadillac and I drove Frank to Detroit and uh as we and he nodded off and we approached Detroit and I could see the skyline. And so I woke him up, and I said, Frank, there's the, there's the Detroit skyline. And I woke him up out of his sleep, and he said to me, you got a piece? I said, a piece? <laughs> he said, yeah, you got a piece, a P-I-E-C-E-P. I said, what what would I be doing with a piece, Frank? He said, look, Emmett, his prior lawyer, Emmett keeps a piece in his, in his glove compartment. You're allowed to have a piece? What, what are you talking about, Frank? He said, there's people in this town that were friends of Jimmy, and they know I was on the other side of this thing. They scared the piss out of me. I'm I'm picturing old mobsters in wheelchairs coming after us, you know, with guns blazing. So so he still was spooked just by this trip to Detroit. What we were there for was to find the house. He he remembered where it was. We found the exact house. And we didn't do it. We published the book. We took a picture of the house from the outside, and once we got in it, um actually, we were let, I was let in it. Frank was already, had died. I was let in it by, um Eric Sean of Fox News. Um he flew me to Detroit. He was doing a story on it, and, uh, I got into the house, and it was exactly as, as, uh, Frank Sheeran had described it. You know you walk in and this right is amazing staircase, and to your right is the living room. and And as soon as Hoffa walked in, uh, he didn't smell any cigar smoke. He didn't smell any Italian food. This was not a meeting. And he turned to leave. and if he saw the pistol in uh, in Frank's hand, he would have thought that Frank had it out uh, in in self-defense and in defense of Hoffa. And as he brushed past tragic
1: Frank, miss, uh, what a miscalculation that was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that that's where Jimmy Hoffa met his end, and at the hand of uh, Frank Sheeran. Um, Correct. And it's interesting. And it's, and it's interesting how you, uh, the character development in your book. I just, I, I don't mean I, we're just short on time. You really yeah. capture the essence. The, um, the, the fact that Frank was raised as a Roman or uh, as a Catholic, and um, yeah. you know the tough upbringing. In the fact that he had to unburden himself, you know, in thinking that, hey, oh, yeah. if there's a god, was if there's Catholic, a god,
8: I was raised Catholic, and yeah. I used that on him, you know, I, and and yes. the last thing he did before he killed himself, he agreed to everything was on audio tape, and he agreed to give me a videotape at the end, uh, when when it was in in galley form, and uh, a few months before its publication, he agreed to give me a videotape, and after the videotape. Uh, he asked that we say a Hail Mary and an Our Father together, which we did. He then asked to see the the priest. We were in a hospital. He was there for a test because he had some pain in his abdomen. It turned out there was nothing wrong with him. He just had uh, a, a, a reaction to the medicine that he was on, and um, so he asked for the uh, the priest. And the priest in the hospital came and and um, gave him absolution and and uh, and the holy communion. And then he was transported back to the assisted living nursing home kind of operation that he was living in at the time, and he just refused all food. He wouldn't take and another. And he passed away. And killed yeah. himself.
1: That's right. So and, and you were a pallbearer at you know, his funeral, actually.
8: I was absolutely. It, yeah. And you know, and his casket wow. was, was green for for Ireland, you know.
0: I'm saying pay yeah. we aren't at day. Yeah, so,
2: interesting questions, Mr. Brandt. Uh, wow, we have reached the end of the yes. hour. Uh, the Quick time hour, went so fast. Again, uh, Mr. Brandt's book. I heard you paint houses. His website: charlesbrantauthor.com.
1: You, you know, I I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you one day. Just to just to I'll buy you a coffee and we'll sit and we'll talk. And
8: you uh, bet. Where are you guys physically share some located? Sort.
1: Uh, Northwest Pennsylvania, not far from the, your Delaware. Well, far enough, but uh, closer to your, De- closer to your Delaware. Eerie? Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania. That's right. Yeah, that was
8: that was Russell's uh, territory. Russell's
1: oh, I, I, I know, fact, I know, and and you know we we know some of the same people. Oh
8: wow, Kelly
1: uh, uh, <laughs> we, could, we could talk all night about this. My brother, thank you so very much. Uh, we're at the end of the program. I, I apologize. It's just gone too, uh, it's just been too short, but, uh, uh, do come back and, uh, we'll be in touch. I just want to say thank you so very much for your gift of time.
8: You guys. Bye
1: bye. God bless. All right. Bye bye. Folks, that'll do it for us. Have a safe weekend. Good night and God bless.